up, movie lovers? Welcome to the final episode of Ready Play Movies. This is episode 43 and November 2nd, 2021. I'm your host, Louis Menchaca, and joining me today for the last time is Mr. Troy Bracey. Yes, yes, final episode, man, bittersweet moment or whatever, but shit, this is going to be fun as always. Yeah, yeah, so... Let me just go ahead and first start off by saying, please don't unfollow the feed. If you're already like f- following us on iTunes, stay followed because there's always a possibility that we'll come back. Um, yeah, for there's sure. Like, I, either the show will be rebooted or the show will come back for season two or I'll start going back to doing solo podcasts again and just do like, I don't know, reviews of movies. Yeah, like, yeah. I'll just, you know, keep around, keep the audio feed going. I don't know. But for now, uh, the show is ending. Um, let's just, uh, you know, reminisce. I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's uh, talk about the good times, you know. And, yeah. um, you know, honestly, one of the things I forgot to do when, when, when pulling up the, the doc for the show um, is I forgot to, like, I wanted to do, like, a tally of how many episodes did you miss out of out of 43 oh, episodes. Yeah, yeah. i say probably, like, maybe, like, seven. I don't know, yeah. But I'm out of 43 like... episodes, how many did Troy actually make and stuff like that? I and really, like... You missed four in a row just I now. know. That's yeah. the only thing. Like, that one probably fucked me up because I'll probably say... It was probably like four all together, and then with those last four, it probably ended up being like eight or nine or somewhere around there. Yeah, so it's kind of interesting. Is like the last time you did the podcast, does it even feel like it's been a, like... It's been like a long-ass time. I know it's been a long-ass time, but like, does it feel like... Because your last episode was in September, la- yeah. last week in September. Yeah. Yeah. Does it even feel like it's been a whole month since you've been on here? Yeah, it do, actually. It feel like it's been a long-ass time since I've been <laughs> on here, man. Like, sheesh. And then it's crazy because... The the this month that I missed like this basically this month has been probably the biggest news month in like yes. the whole year yes. like all a, together I had like, like oh, news after news yeah. like just pile up on me yeah that's just crazy I had uh, uh I did a two hour podcast by myself yeah like, straight damn. up and like there was a, a DC fandom uh, all kind of shit Doom yeah drop Venom drop and I'm like yeah frick, man. a lot of shit yeah man it's been it's uh, been crazy it's been like hard Alex missing. Baldwin shot someone and yeah like, it's like this, it's been yeah this how been, did you you fucked up yeah like, I missed the 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 biggest news uh, uh like yeah news month of probably our whole show career like this whole show <laughs> career like fuck. <laughs> But yeah, it, I mean, it'd be like that. And then yeah. uh, I heard there was some bullshit with Marvel, and yeah, so yeah, it's been a lot of shit with yeah. Eternals or some shit. I forgot. Like, yeah, there was a lot going low on. Low score or some shit. Yeah, but luckily, this is uh, since this is our swan song, this is our final goodbye. We're not actually covering news this week. It's actually I got five topics of the show uh, for us to cover up for cover, and it's not every topic of the show that I wanted to do actually because I actually during your month off, I actually had like a, a laundry list building of up topic of the show, topic of the show, ready to go going. Of the future. Hey, and this then, right yeah. here can be a uh, makeup for all the top of the show. <laughs> Louis done missed over the top. You know, this I think probably I, all I made think it I, up all in one. I right think here. I missed like five altogether. I had a dry So this spell. probably made up yeah. for this probably right here is like gonna make it even. even. Yeah. Yeah. So um I, I I before we get into the topic of the shows here, I actually want to go ahead and do one one more segment one last time. I want to do uh back to the future. Hey. Marty! You've got to come back with me. Where? Back to the future. Yeah, Back to the Future is the segment where we talk about all the anniversaries that are hitting. And since we're not really going to be able to like do a, a Back to the Future next month in December, obviously, because we're not going to be recording the podcast, yeah. I'm going to do November and December. So basically, if you think about it, 
for the entire podcast life, from January when we started to now, we would have covered all the anniversaries. The Back to the Futures. Every single anniversary, like from five years, 10 years, and 15 and plus and all that stuff. Yeah. For the entire year. So we would have gone over everything. So Okay, yeah, yeah. And here's the thing. This may be the best Back to the Future bar none. Not only oh, because really? it's two months worth, but yeah. it's also the holidays. Oh, November yeah, the has holidays. Thanksgiving. Yeah. December has Christmas. And you have blockbuster films come out. Hey, yeah. And that's that's pretty good. Because I ain't going to lie. Uh Full, you know, I gotta admit something. Back to the Future is my least favorite segment, <laughs> so I'm glad like we're gonna go ahead and knock this out, and then I'm glad it's in this season of like, you know, holidays. Damn, and stuff. you know yeah. what's kind of fucked up? You never told me that. You yeah, know, it's like, like my least favorite segment of really? all. Really? Because I always, yeah. I always figured that you always like, damn, it's been five years since Deadpool came out. Well, like, no, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. BGS? I don't, I don't yeah. hate it. It's yeah. just it's my least favorite. It's like the the it just. You know, it's the least out of like if I'm ranking all the stuff we do and yeah. all the how we do it, this is at the bottom. But it ain't like I hate it or anything. Fair enough, fair enough. Let's go ahead and pull up the doc here. I got all the segments here. So let's start off with the five years. Uh by the way, just letting you know, I actually from the thirty year mark onward, I edited out movies that I never heard of. So oh, okay. we're not covering everything, but like from like five to twenty five is everything. Yeah. And yeah. then from like thirty onwards, it's yeah. a cherry picked. Yeah, yeah. All right. So uh, let's go ahead and start off with five years in November 2016. Ooh, Doctor Strange five 1. Five years had a, I mean, five years ago, this was some <laughs> fire ass months. Yeah. yeah. We got Doctor Strange, Trolls, uh, the Hacksaw, Hacksaw Ridge, Ridge, which was directed by Mel Gibson. Yeah. Uh, Star of Andrew Garfield. And, yeah. yeah. That's yeah, when that he was. A, that was a the, masterpiece. Yeah, right there. exactly. We got Arrival, Ooh, which was Dennis Villeneuve. God damn. That was one of my favorite movies of that year, if not my favorite of that year. It was crazy. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. I actually like that one. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Moana, which is like. Yeah, that was, that was one of the best. A, yeah, that animated. That. Uh, Animation was a great movie. A I would say movie. culturally, it was on par with uh, with Frozen One, like because yeah, it was yeah, like the big yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, it was a big. Th I think I remember, Frozen was bigger, but it was still a big thing. I remember, I remember like that. there was like a controversy where it was like cultural appropriation when somebody wanted to dress up as Moana for. Oh, it was the beginning Halloween. of woke. It was Halloween. the beginning of the woke shit. Yeah, that, like 2016 is like <laughs> the birth of the woke like, shit. You can't like, you can't dress up as Moana. That's yeah, cultural yeah, appropriation. Yeah, yeah, that was that I remember bullshit. that one. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Uh, Bad Santa 2, which I didn't even know came out in 2016. Like, I Sheesh. The Edge of 17, which is like some, I don't know, uh, teenage uh, freaking thing. I don't know what it is. Moonlight, which oh, wasn't that the best year? picture winner. Yeah, wasn't that the year where it's like, oh shit, we wrote. They we called wrote, the wrong, wrong man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was yeah, it Moonlight? Yeah, that was yeah, like, that was the one that won, but they had called. Uh, it was the Ryan Gosling movie. Uh, what, it was like the musical. I forgot the name. La La Land. La La Land. Yeah, La La. They called La La Land, but Moon Knight was supposed to win it. That's fucked up. Yeah, yeah. that was fucked up. <laughs> we got the Casey Affleck movie, Kate Manchester oh, by the Sea. Oh man, that was the best performance. Uh, Casey Affleck. Uh, yeah, Casey Affleck. He won the Oscar that year, and uh, that was probably that. That was one of the years where you could say. He deserved the Oscar. I mean, Manchester by the Sea was a masterpiece. And, Still haven't uh, seen it. <laughs> damn, man, that's a masterpiece. You need to check that out. That was. I, a, I did watch Lion though. Uh, Lion. Lion. I did oh, yeah, starring yeah, yeah. Dev Patel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see that one? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. I was like, damn, man, that was some that was some crazy ass shit with that little kid. He had to run away from that one guy. I'm like, and oh. I think, and I'm and I'm trying to think. I think Manchester by the Sea was the first movie I ever seen that was uh, Amazon. I think it was was it Amazon. It was one of the. It, I think it was like Amazon exclusive or something. It was one of the damn. first ones I seen. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. 
All right. And then December of 2016, we got La La Land. We got Rouge One, a Star Wars story. Rouge One. <laughs> <laughs> that motherfucking Rouge One. Fuck you, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, Rogue One. That was It was really cool where they said the Rogue One. We're like, we're Rogue One in, yeah. the, in the movie. I'm like, nice. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Uh, Sing, which you never heard about until Sing 2. Yeah, yeah Sing 2 is when I heard uh, A Monster Cause. Oh, man. That that uh that Netflix, movie, that movie had me in tears, man. It's on it was, Netflix, by the way. Oh, for real? Yeah. yeah that was a good-ass movie. Uh, the Will Smith movie that... Oh, atrocious. Come man. on, man. Come on. Oh. What are we doing here? Collateral Beauty. Oh, that was, that was so <laughs> terrible. But I got to say, the trailer was probably... The trailer could have won an Oscar. The trailer was better than the movie. <laughs> the trailer was literally better than the movie, but the movie was terrible. <laughs> Assassin's Creed, which was... This oh, was pass- during, you passed Passengers. Oh, oh, yeah. Passengers. Yeah, okay, yeah. Passengers was the uh, Jennifer Lawrence, uh, yeah, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah it yeah, was, was Yeah. It, was yeah, it wasn't good. bad, but it wasn't good. And then Assassin's Creed was the time whenever this was the time whenever like we, people were talking about video game movies being good. Yeah. Like yeah. I remember around this time we had like the Warcraft and like uh, mm, you know yeah, like, that movie sucked. <laughs> Assassin's Creed that yeah, sucked. Yeah, yeah like too. a lot of video game movies suck. Video game movies just now yeah. starting to kind of do something. Barely. Yeah, yeah they yeah, just but, now, like, but it, put Detective Pikachu and Sonic. Yeah, know, Detective like, Pikachu, Sonic. They kind of on a little bit of a a little bit of a roll. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, hopefully I, the Mario movies in there too. You the know? Mario movie and then the what's the name? The one movie um, starring uh, Mark Wahlberg and uh, Tom Holland. Oh, Uncharted. Uncharted. Oh, yeah, that, that might be. That's gonna throw, throw throw that in the ranks right there too. Yeah, yeah. So we gotta see. We got the James Franco movie. Why him? Uh, yeah, I didn't see that one. Yeah, and finally the Denzel movie, Fences. Fences. That was another great movie, man. Great movie. There's some great movies in this I know, year. Right? God damn, Hacksaw <laughs> Ridge, Arrival, Moonlight, La La Land, Fences. That was a great year. Yeah, I know, man. That's why. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, it's a, it's a two for one combo because not only do you have blockbuster movies like Star Wars, you know, Rogue One, one and Doctor Strange and stuff, yeah, yeah. but you also have Oscar. Oscar contenders, yeah. Coming out at yeah. this time. So Manchester it's like Manchester by the sea. Like all these So basically movies, it's yeah. just gonna be banger after banger. Yeah. It's gonna 16 be sixteen like, was a legendary year. Yeah. So next up we got the ten year mark. We are now gonna hit December or sorry, November of twenty eleven, which uh, brings us to J. Edgar. Twenty eleven? Yeah. Ten years ago. Oh shit! Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah it's ten I'm years. Tripping. We did five. Yeah, we did yeah. 10. I'm tripping. I don't know what the fuck I'm tripping. Yeah, ten years ago was November yeah. twenty eleven. Yeah. J. Edgar. We got the Muppets. Uh, yeah. Yeah. A very a very Harold and Kumar 3D Christmas, Haywire, Immortals, which I saw in, in the movies actually, uh, the trash Adam Sandler movie Jack and Jill, Happy Feet 2, The Best Exotic Marigold Hotel, uh, the Eddie Murphy movie Tower Heist, and then we got Hugo, and finally the Twilight Saga Breaking Dawn Part 1. This is like the worst. <laughs> this, my, this is a terrible, like, I got to say, J. Edgar, uh, the J. Edgar Hoover movie was the last bad Leonardo DiCaprio movie. Like, Damn. But Leo, that's a long stretch. He, he haven't made a bad one since this movie, but that movie sucked. And it was directed <laughs> by Clint Eastwood. <laughs> I don't know why, but oh my God, what a terrible year. I'm talking, we talk about the Muppets. We talk about Jack and Jill. Oh my goodness. What a terrible, but Hugo was a masterpiece. Yes. Mark Scorsese. He put yeah. out a, a the one year that he didn't work with Leo. Leo <laughs> put out some trash, and Musco says he put out Hugo, which was a fantastic movie. And, and also, the, oh yeah, and the new Batman was in Twilight back then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. I saw a meme on Facebook. It's like, sorry, uh, it's like, ladies, you had him for a year, for a year, uh, for a couple of years, and now it's our time. Like what, the guy, for, the boys, uh, the boys own him now. For what? Uh, Edward uh, Robert Pattinson. Oh, for Robert Pattinson. Yeah, yeah, yeah for real. 
And now, moving on to December of 2011, uh, New Year's Eve, which was like the ensemble movie, like the, the sequel to Valentine's Day. Uh, we got The Sitter. We got The Descendants, which I believe was a George Clooney movie. Uh, Tinker Tailor Soldier, Alvin and the Chipmunks, uh, Chipwrecked, Sherlock Holmes, A Game of Shadows, which was the Robert Downey Jr. one. A Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. That's banger right there. Um, the Adventures of Tintin. The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. We Bought a Zoo. The Steven Spielberg directed War Horse, The Darkest Hour, and the uh, Tom Hanks 9-11 movie, Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close. Yeah, this was another pretty bad, but uh, <laughs> but I, I did like Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. That was a, a, a very great movie. Um, I, I really did like that, and I liked the performance by uh, Gary Oldman. And... Um, so I yeah. think wasn't the second uh, uh, Sherlock Holmes better than the first Sherlock Holmes? Because like I remember like in the second Sherlock Holmes, I think it was the one where uh, he was like uh, imagining the fight, like I'm gonna do this and he's gonna do that. Yeah, yeah, like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, I think I agree with you there. Yeah. And then at the end, like he was like fuck it and he just throws himself off. Yeah, the, I do the, remember the that. Yeah, I think I agree. I think I. Agree I think with that you. was the better one. And I uh, I do think uh, the girl with the dragon tattoo is the best movie on this on this really? list. Yeah, the girl with the dragon tattoo was crazy. Real talk, I actually like Ghost Protocol out of all. Uh, of the most. Ghost Protocol was the biggest hit for sure. I yeah. Yeah, Ghost Protocol yeah, that, was very uh, fun. Simon Pegg joined the franchise. And yeah. I think that was like, Ghost Protocol is what set Mission Impossible to that upper stratosphere. Yeah, yeah because uh, Mission Impossible to me was kind of like, before that, was kind of like going downhill. Yeah. But then it that kind of got and it, it back. And it stayed up there. Yeah, yeah. You know? I'm trying to think, what the fuck is The Darkest Hour? That sounds familiar. What the fuck is that? The Darkest, the darkest Hour. I think it's a good movie because I... I uh, oh yeah! Oh what? That was that movie. Ju- uh, that movie just came out though. Wait a minute! Why is there two posters? Oh no, oh that's- it, oh! That's why because the Darkest Hour. That's a different movie. They just got the same title. Mm. So the Darkest Hour is a Gary Oldman movie that just came out like two years ago. Okay. And then this is like some other goofy Darkest Hour kind of thing. See, so yeah. yeah, that one's about like Dunkirk. Like that's basically like the same as Dunkirk. The uh, Okay. Yeah, so they're two different movies. Yeah, that's right. Okay. That's why I was I've never seen this just shit. It looks garbage. This says it's it says uh in Moscow five young people lead the charge against an alien race who have attacked Earth via our power supply. Okay, yeah, see I never seen Wasn't that. Wasn't that the one where like the people with electricity that are like shocked or whatever, they turn it like they're invaded or something like that? Body snatchers? I have no clue. I've never heard of this. Only reason that name sounded because I remember the yeah, Gary, Gary Oldman, Oldman movie that was a masterful film. So I was like and Gary Oldman won his Oscar for the Darkest Hour too. So that's why I was like, what the fuck? That, okay, but it's got yeah. Emil Hirsch and Olivia Thirlby, so at least they're famous people. Oh, so okay. uh but yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I think that's all I got to say about the, about December 2011. I think, okay, 2011, real talk, I'm not going to lie. It's actually, I, I remember it things when I was putting the list together, I remember like, damn, but now it's like, ugh. Yeah. So, okay. Let's, uh, let's hope that the rest of the list doesn't like look this spotty. All right. So we'll go ahead and move on to the 15 year mark, which brings us to November of 2006. Uh, we have flushed away the Santa Claus three, the escape clause, Borat, Cultural Learnings and blah, blah, blah. I didn't even put the whole title on there. Uh, the Will Ferrell movie, Stranger Than Fiction. A Good Year. The Return. Harsh Times. Babel had its wide release. Happy Feet 1. Wow, actually, Happy Feet 1 and 2 came out five years apart. Okay. Uh, Casino Royale, which is the beginning of the Bond franchise as we yeah, know it. And we're at the end now. I know, Isn't that right? crazy? Damn. 15 years have gone by. Um, let's go to prison. The Queen. A Deja Vu, which I believe is the Denzel movie. 
and The Fountain, which is Hugh Jackman. Mm. So, yeah, uh, I remember watching Stranger Than Fiction in theaters uh, back in the day when, because uh, I was in like high school at the time, and I went with my high school friends. I remember that one being like a, mm. I think I might still have that ticket stub for that somewhere. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything to say about these? Yeah, I mean, Babel was a masterpiece. Um, I, I love that. Brad Pitt. Brad yeah. Pitt was in it, and Kate Blanchett. It was, it was great. It was the same director for, for the Revenant and... and uh, and uh, uh Alonso, no, it's not, it's not Alejandro G. Iñárritu. Oh, yeah, Alejandro G. Iñárritu, he did The Revenant, and then he did what's the Michael Keaton movie called? Uh, all right, let's... Birdman, yeah, he did Birdman and he did The Revenant, so yeah, you're right, <laughs> Alejandro. Yeah, of course, I'm right, man. I'm a movie fanatic. Come on now, <laughs> like you forgot, you forgot who you talking to. But, yeah. yeah, he did the Revenant, and he did, yeah, he did, and, and Babel was one of his first. That was the first movie I ever seen from him when I said, "Oh, okay, this dude is a master." He did that, you know, and I believe he got the Oscar nomination for it as well. So yeah, yeah, and he was the director of Twenty One Grams. Yep, and he did Twenty One Grams. So right. yeah, that uh, stood out to me. Uh, Harsh Times. That was a terrible Christian Bale movie, <laughs> uh, and that movie was directed by uh, the same dude that did Suicide Squad, the first one. Um, David yeah, yeah, Ayer, yeah, yeah. yeah it, it was it was pretty damn bad, and then of course Casino Royale. I mean, it's still to this day. It's a, it holds up. I it think. might be my favorite in the whole Bond. This new Bond, uh, friend. It's still probably my favorite one out of all of them. Damn. Uh, yeah, Casino Royale was a straight up masterpiece, and uh, yeah, I, I haven't seen it like since back in the day, so I haven't. You know, it's been a minute, but yeah, like, I remember I actually that, just I remember watched that scene, it recently. I remember that scene where he's like, I got a scritch. I got a, I got an itch between my balls. Can you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you yeah. When he was getting tortured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's the spot. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Ah. He was a bad motherfucker. And I mean, it, a lot of people doubted him as James Bond. And that movie but made everybody, I remember, made like, him a straight up star. I remember that they was like, oh my God, a blonde Bond? Like, what the yeah, fuck? People yeah, people yeah, didn't, right. you know, he felt too rugged and people was bitching. But yeah, they, they found out he was the truth. So, yeah. Uh, December of, tw- of 2006, we got The Nativity Story, Van Wilder 2, The Rise of Taj, Turistas, Unaccompanied Minors, The Holiday, which was like the Jack Black, Jude Law, Cameron Diaz movie. Um, and then there's a, the Mel Gibson-directed Apocalypto. We got, uh, it's not uh, an... Uh, in America, it's it's bling bling, but in Africa, it's bling bang. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Blood Diamond, starring yeah, Leo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Charlotte's Web, uh, the the franchise that didn't take off, Aragon, uh, the Will Smith, uh, and uh, actually the world was introduced to Jaden Smith. I think yep, in this movie, yep. uh, the Pursuit of Happiness. Yeah, we got the Beyonce led Dream Girls, which led to Jennifer Hudson winning the Oscar. Yep, yep. Uh, we got Rocky Balboa, which was Rocky Six. Yeah, that was actually a good one. We got Letters from Iwo Jima. Uh, Night at the Museum. I actually have a story about that. I'll get to that in a second. We got We Are Marshals, The Good Shepherd, Black Christmas, uh, the um, Clive Clive uh, Owen-led Children of Men, and the Guillermo del Toro Pan's Labyrinth. Man, this is uh this is uh the, this is the best year on this whole list so far. I mean, this is this 
out of all the years we've done so far, this is the best one. Um, first of all, real quick, I gotta say, Deja Vu. If I gotta talk about that, I remember being like disappointed in that movie. Really? Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Remember, I don't remember ever being disappointed in a Denzel movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll never be disappointed in a Denzel performance. Uh, but there's been a couple out there. I mean, most of his movies are good. He got a great resume, but I remember not liking that one that much. But I mean, this 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 uh year right here, this month in uh, this year was incredible, man. I mean, you talking blood diamond. Leo <laughs> got an Oscar nomination for that. It was incredible. You know, Pan's Labyrinth is was a straight up bona fide masterpiece. You know what I'm saying? Uh the Turo's one of his best movies to the day. Children of Men was just a fantastic movie. I mean, it's a lot of great dream girls was I like the Pursuit of Happiness too. I Pursuit of Happiness maybe still Will Smith's uh best movie and best performance, you yeah. know. If not his best movie, at least probably still his uh maybe that or Ali, but it's one of his best performances. He got the Oscar nomination for that. And I could actually say Jaden Smith was actually good in that movie. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, man, this was a, a great year for movies. I watched Rocky Balboa in theaters. Um, I also watched Letters from Iwo Jima. I don't think I watched it in theaters. Oh, yeah, Letters from Iwo Jima. That, that was, was a, a great one. movie, too. That was a Jesus good one. Christ. Dude, that ending got me. Yeah, like, yeah. That, that's one of those. That's one of them heart-wrenching ones. And uh, yeah. it got the Oscar nomination, too. Yeah. My story for Night at the Museum. So it's the Ben Stiller movie. And uh, I was uh, going to the movie theaters at AMC just to go watch the movie with my mom and dad, just you know, yeah. watching the movie. And so, again, I was, like, in high school and stuff. And so when we were walking out of the theater, going down the stairs, my mom goes to the ticket take lady and asks for an application to work at the movie theater. Oh, and yeah. And that's yeah. how I got the job at AMC. She, the ticket take, take lady is like, uh, I don't think you should be working here. And she's like, no, not for me, my son. <laughs> and she's like, oh, okay, okay. And so she wrote her name down on my application so that way it came with like a reference so that yeah. they put my name at the top of the list. Yeah. And that's how I got the job. Oh, shit. That's, that's crazy. That is so, crazy. And by the way, what a judgmental thing to think about. <laughs> like, you don't know who need a job. Yeah, you know I know, right? But, uh, but no, that's yeah. dope. That That's how you end up working yeah. at uh, AMC. So, yeah, this application was in December of 06, and February of 07 is when I started. Oh, shit. You got on pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's what's up. Yeah, so 15 years ago, man. Fuck. Time goes by. All right, we'll go ahead and move on to the 20-year mark. And at 20 years, we have November of 2011. Whoops, I did the wrong one. There we go. November of 2011, we have Monsters, Inc., the Pixar movie that is like the classic, all-time classic. Mm, yeah. We got uh, John Travolta versus Vince Vaughn, Domestic Disturbance. Mm. Don't know if you know about that one. Yeah. Uh, the Jet Li movie, The One. Uh, we got uh, Jack Black and Gwyneth Paltrow, Shallow Hal. Uh, the very, the beginning, the very beginning. Mm. Of the Harry Potter uh, franchise, yeah. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's uh, Stone. We got Spy Game. We got Black Knight starring Martin Lawrence. Martin Lawrence yeah. Owen Wilson, who was a dramatic actor behind Enemy Lines. Mm. Um, and that's it. That's that's it. Fuck. Okay. Yeah. I uh, mean, that means it's crazy to think. Like, 2001, it was so long ago, and I still kind of remember that year. And uh, <laughs> Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, that, that's, that's, that's a legendary, really. Like, yeah. you think about all the movies that came after that over all the decades, it's like... And to this day, they're still making spinoffs of that. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. The, and so, it's like getting the streaming rights for that movie. For and that like, movie. And then the whole franchise is a big deal. Big deal, yeah. So yeah. that start of a huge legendary legacy. And uh, I always liked that one, the first one, a lot. So, 
Yeah, and uh, Black Knight, that shit had me laughing so damn hard <laughs> back in the day. I mean, back in, the, back in the day, we used to be able to sell movies uh, on the stars. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 Martin the Lawrence, Martin yeah. Martin Lawrence. Yeah, Martin Lawrence. Yeah, that, and that's literally like the only reason to watch that movie. <laughs> like, if you pay attention, that's the only reason to watch that movie. But it was funny as hell. And they, uh, they like, didn't he like make like uh, uh, freaking them like doing like trumpets and shit? Yeah, like yeah, that? he had them and doing like, like hip hop dancing in, and in the freaking courtroom. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that shit. It's one of, I remember that shit. It's one of the funniest movies, man. It is so underrated. Like in his resume, like it's fucking hilarious, bro. Like, oh god, it I'm was sorry. funny as hell. It's good to reminisce, but damn, I forgot about that yeah, shit. Yeah, that shit was funny. Yeah, so yeah, those are the only two that stood out to me on that one. Yeah, I remember watching Domestic Disturbance and shit like that. I remember when Vince Vaughn was a serious actor. Yeah, this is before yeah. he was like the you know uh, the comedic comedic guy, stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's actually pretty interesting, and uh, we'll go ahead and move on to the next one. December of two thousand and one. We're still at twenty years. Um, twenty years ago, we got Ocean's Eleven. That's mm. like dope. We got Tom Cruise and Vanilla Sky, and then this is how I this is the way I was introduced to Chris Evans. Not another teen movie. Did you know that he was in it? I did not. Damn. Yeah, okay. I did not. Not another teen movie. It was a funny ass. Uh, like it was like a, a, a parody of uh, She's All That. And bring it on, and all these other oh, ice, shit. Uh, varsity blues. They Damn. had a parody. I've never seen that one. That's crazy. It was a parody of all these teen movies. Yeah. The star, the, the the big Peter Jackson, the start of the trilogy, the epic, the epic ass, the Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring. Mm. Damn. And I can't believe that Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius came out the same weekend <laughs> as fucking. The Lord of the Rings. God damn, that was a bad month to put that out, huh? Yeah, right? Well, I mean, I think this is how it started. Like, they started with Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius in theaters, and then they made a Nickelodeon TV show out of it. Oh, oh so, wow. You know, but yeah, the, the you know, Lord of the Rings is still a big deal. I mean, we're talking about, like, even to this this very podcast, we talk about Lord of the Rings on Amazon. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? them doing the first yeah. spinoff show of the movie. Yeah, that's a big deal, man. I got, there's Joe Somebody, which I believe was a Tim Allen movie. And then there's Method Man and Red Man, How High. How High. Yeah, yeah. That's it came one out of the, in December, though? One, one, of, one of the best stoner movies. Yeah, that was going for the Oscars for that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I would have thinking that they would have put this in like a June. In a June? Yeah. No, I, I think they put it in like a January, February. Yeah, like, kind of right, right. them. Yeah, but I don't know. December, like, fuck. Okay, we got How High. We got uh, The Majestic, which isn't that the... Jim Carrey movie? I don't even know. I think it might be mm-hmm. Jim Carrey doing a serious dramatic role. Uh, Russell Crowe, A Beautiful Mind. Speaking of uh, Will Smith. Ali. Yep. Ali. Yep. They came out five years apart from Ali and The Pursuit of Happiness. Uh, then there's Caden Leopold, which I never heard of. And then there was, uh, didn't Charlize Theron win for Monsters Ball? No. No, that was Holly Berry. Oh, right. Yeah, Fuck. Yeah. Okay, I was thinking about the other... Okay, all right. She so, won for Monster. Monster. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Oh, fuck. I yeah. fucked that up badly. Hey, it's all good. That's why you got me here. You know what I'm saying? I'm a movie fanatic. You know so, what I mean? So, yeah, Monster's Ball, which is Halle Berry. And then she won. Yep, yeah. Yeah, she won. Okay. And then there's Black Hawk Down. Yeah. Damn. So, that was actually a really good movie. That was intense as fuck. Yeah, Black Hawk Down was good. Uh, Monster's Ball was good. Holly Berry was fantastic in that Um uh, Ali was was a great movie, fantastic. Probably Ali, I mean, probably Will Smith's best performance, either that or Pursuit of Happiness, like I was saying. And then Lord of the Ring, Fellowship of the Ring. I mean, the the title is a bit redundant, but other than that, man, it's a masterful movie. Like this movie for a lot of people, it was like the Star Wars for that generation. You know what I mean? Just in terms yeah. of big epicness, scope, and being like trans. 
uh, you know, just being gone into another world, you know, it kind of world did building that. everything. Yeah, yeah, all that. And masterful. It was, it was fun. Yeah, fun movie. And uh, I don't even know. Like, I I can't. I can't really. Don't, I don't even know the answer to which of the three movies is my favorite. Like to tell you the truth, of what all, with the, the, Lord, the, of the, the Rings. Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yeah, they all, I mean they, they all have something over all, each other. Yeah, they're all almost equally as good. Mine, I would say, Return of the King. But man, all of them are they, like I wouldn't they, argue someone if they said either one of the trilogy. They you know? each have something over each other. Yeah. So yeah. like for me, like the Two Towers has the best action. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The 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 Fellowship, I feel like, was the like. Plot wise, I felt like off, I yeah. think it was a good. I think it was best plot wise. Yeah. Uh, Return of the Cre- Return of the King was like a balance between plot and, and yeah. action. Yeah, that's why I felt like that's the best one for me because they just balanced them so well. Um, so yeah, uh, then we'll go ahead and move on to the twenty five year mark, and that brings us to nineteen ninety six. So this is the last uh, full like list here. So let's go ahead and move on to it. Here we got November nineteen ninety six. We got Larger Than Life. Then. I actually brought this up in a previous podcast. I don't know if you were actually in it or if I was talking to like Dallas or someone, but I remember talking about Dear God, which mm-hmm. was a, a movie of where he's like reading through some mail. Like I'm not going to go into it, but Dear God, so really interesting. Uh, Romeo and Juliet, which is the Leonardo yeah, DiCaprio. Yeah, yeah. Damn, Leo's on this motherfucker a lot. Well, it's Leo. He's going to be on any decade, <laughs> any any month, uh, any decade. It's Leo, man. Yeah. He's the biggest star in Hollywood. We got Bad Moon. Never, I don't think I've ever heard of that one. Mel Gibson uh, starring in Ransom and versus Gary Sinise. And then, like, there was this one, the one moment in the movie where I was like, Give me back my son. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one. Uh, there was uh, Jada Pinkett Smith. Is this, is that uh, Set It Off? Yep, that's yeah, right. J- yep. J- yeah, Set yep. It Off. We got the original Michael Jordan Space Jam. Mm. Didn't know it was a November release. I would have, I would have guessed it was a summer release back in the nineties. Damn, 90s. the sequel come out twenty five years later. Damn, <laughs> that's the bit longest sequel ever. It's twenty five years. God, the kids yeah. that were kids then are grown. grown. As fuck. They had to get a next dude to be the next uh, main guy in it. That's crazy. Then there's the mirror has two, and then there's Star Trek First Contact. And then there's the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, Jingle All, All the Way. Way. Yeah, I like that movie. That was a, a Sinbad, yeah. and it's got Anakin Skywalker up in yeah, that bitch. Yeah, I actually like that movie. It's like a guilty movie pleasure for me. Yeah, there was, was one year like in the 2000s where like they played it for 24 hours straight on Christmas Day. Oh, shit. On like FX or something oh, like that. Oh, shit. Like That's on crazy. repeat. That's crazy. <laughs> Uh, then there's 101 Dalmatians, and then there's uh, Billy, uh, was it Billy Bob, fuck, what's his name? Billy Bob Thornton? No? Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, was, I, was, I was like, why does that sound weird? Uh, Billy Bob Thornton and Sling Blade. Sling Blade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Sling Blade. <laughs> Sling Blade. He was a cool motherfucker in that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, this year was like, it, it's, I, it's crazy because I recognize literally all of these movies. But uh, not, not a lot of them stand out. You really? Know what I mean? uh, Romeo and Juliet, I remember that, to me, it, like, it kind of being a letdown. Really? We still watch it in, like, or we watch it in, like, in high school. Like we watch Well, the thing that was so crazy is, is uh, Leo and the girl that plays Juliet. Claire Danes, Julie, Claire Danes Ju- Yeah, yeah. They had great chemistry, but they hated each other in real life. Like, they barely, like, didn't want to be on set. They what literally. The but if you watch the movie, you would think they just got along because yeah. their chemistry is so good. It just showed just how good, good actors. Good how 
how actors <laughs> they are. Yeah, like anytime anyone get a chance to read up on how bad they hated each other, it's crazy. Damn. And uh, Space Jam is a classic. As bad as that movie is, like, and I, I think I, it holds up. I, I think it's a bad movie and it don't hold up. But for I me, I watched it. I watched for, it on HBO Max. Yeah, yeah. When you, uh, yeah, to me, yeah. It, the, it, it, I think it's still fun though. Like, I yeah. still enjoy it. It's still like a classic, but it, it's a bad movie in my opinion. If you really be honest. And uh, Sling Blade, I remember that. Of course, we talked about that jingle all the way. I said that's like I like that movie. It's just fun. And uh, he's like, know. he's like, I was like, you gotta step, yeah, step away, man. This is a homemade yeah. explosive device. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he sets it down. Yeah. He's like, it's okay, guys. I've been on the Bobby yeah. Squad for five years. Like, I think <laughs> this month is like this is like the biggest guilty movie pleasure list of all of them. He's like, like, and then like you see the explosion in the background. He's like, Sinbad is like, that really was a homemade explosive device yeah this is a sick world living with some sick people <laughs> and then like, the one of the things that bothers me is like i did i watched like a youtube video essay on jingle all the way is that the thing that they actually said it and then like it just like clicks for me yeah is they call jingle all the way a live action cartoon because yeah, it was yeah, cartoon yeah, physics. physics like yeah. the way he punched him in the midget goes flying yeah, flying yeah it, it did <laughs> feel like live action cartoon when you think about it and then it. when the, uh, the bomb exploded and they were like black ash on their face and yeah, like that, yeah that's like right out of a Bugs Bunny yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> a Bugs Bunny or some shit. All right, December of 1996, we got Daylight. We got The English Patient. Jerry motherfucking Maguire. Damn, <laughs> Jerry Maguire. Show shit. me the money. Damn, I forgot about that. Mars Attacks. The Preacher's Wife. Beavis and Butthead do America. Okay. Like, man, like, I can't even do the lap. One Fine Day. My Fellow American. The start of the franchise. It's getting a new movie. Scream. Scream, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 1996, yeah. 25 years. Yeah. 25 years later, and we're talking about Scream 5. Scream, you know? yeah. yeah. Uh, Michael, which was the John Travolta movie, and uh, Madonna starring in Evita. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, uh, not as, I don't say not as hype, but I would say Jerry Maguire was, do was dope. Uh, you know, Jonathan Lipnick, he was in it, and, uh, mm -hmm. you know, he had a whole string of movies after that for the 90s. Yeah. Um, into the early 2000s. And then, uh, you know, I would say... Cuba Gooding Jr. was actually pretty dope in that movie, too, by the way. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I would say that the, just Jerry Maguire and Scream are the only two that really stand out to me. What about you? Yeah, Scream, man. It's, that's another one of them classics. Like, Scream is a classic, spanned on multiple films. And, and a TV show. And a TV show, yep, yep, for sure. And uh, actually, the new Scream looks fantastic. So, it, like, they're still holding up. And what's kind of funny is, like, they're still, like, doing the Drew Barrymore thing where mm -hmm. they kill off a character at yeah. the beginning of the movie. Yep. Yeah, they still yeah. doing that shit. But I yeah. think that's like part of tradition at yeah. this point. It's yeah, like exactly. it's like Star Wars with the, the, the letters. Yeah, you gotta have a scroll. So it's kind of yeah. like that. All right. Next up, we got thirty years. Uh, we have uh, November of nineteen ninety one. We have Highlander two, the quickening. Which I think there's only there can only be one, right? I mean, Highlander is. I think the only good one is the first one. Mm -hmm. uh, we got Little Man Tate, which has got the wide release. I think I covered it last month, um, which was starring Jodie Foster. We got Cape Fear, the original, uh, the Adams Family, and uh, Adam. the all-time classic, Beauty and the Beast. Mm. 
fuck, 30 years ago. They made a whole Oscar category because of this movie. Yeah, yeah. My, and then the Macaulay Culkin, My Girl. My Girl, yeah. I mean, uh, this fuck. one, the only one stands out is the Martin Scorsese movie, uh, Cape Fear. Cape Fear was a uh, really, really fun. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed Cape Fear. That shit was incredible. Robert De Niro did his thing. He was scary as fuck in that movie. And then, uh, of course, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. I mean, I will always remember that movie. Like, that's one of those movies that's timeless. And uh, a lot of nostalgia connected to that movie. It was a true masterpiece. Yeah, yeah, all right. And the Adam Family, like, I don't, I don't know With which Christina one. Christina Ritchie, right? That's, is this yeah. the live action? Yeah, live Adam action. F- okay, yeah, yeah, We got yeah. Christina Ritchie. We got... Uh, Didn't they Ar- just reboot the Adam Family? I mean, it's, an, it's a cartoon now. Yeah, it's but, they, but it's, a, it's a movie, though, right? It's a movie. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. an animated movie. So, you know, Adam Family's Rob- still living on, you know, to this day. Yeah. You know I mean? uh, what's his name? Julia? What's, his, what's the guy that played uh, um, the, the dad in the Adam's Family? I don't even remember. It's been but so he's, long. I don't even know who the fuck he He was is. in Bison in the Street Fighter movie, and I can't remember. Raw Julia or something like that. But mm-hmm. uh, uh, he's uh, he was uh, definitely one of the, the, the funnier, the best in Bison ever, like straight up. Yeah. But anyways, that's uh, neither here nor there. We'll go ahead and move on to December of 1981. We got Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country. The Robin Williams hook. We got The Last Boy Scout, which was, uh, The Last Boy Scout was Bruce Willis and Damon Wayans, I believe. The Last Boy Scout. And then Father of the Bride, and then Kevin Costner, Yeah, JFK. I like The Last Boy Scout. It was, shit was funny. I like the chemistry between Damon Wayans and Bruce Willis. Like, yeah. Damon Wayans was funny, and then Bruce Willis had, was all, like, tough acting and, like, being a badass, and it just... It just kind of like uh, it matched or whatever, and it, the action in that was fucking fun as hell too. So <laughs> I, I really did like the last Boy Scout. Yeah. So thirty years ago. And Hook. Hook. That, yeah, Hook. That, I mean, that, I mean, come on. Classic now. man. Classic. Classic. You love the Hook. All right. Thirty-five years ago, we have. Uh, let's see. All right. Here we go. We're definitely. I again. I'm cherry picking here. Thirty-five years ago, November 1986, we got Star Trek IV: The Voyage Home and Hoosier. Not heard of. Uh, I've no. I know about Star Trek. Obviously, I think that Star Trek Four was uh, with uh, the original Captain Kirk and Spock and everything like that. Mm. Um, but who's your? I feel like I should know that one, but it's, it's, it's yeah, I don't me. know either one of those either. All right, thirty-five years ago, December nineteen eighty-six, we got the Golden Child. Do you know that one? Mm-mm. Really? Oh, no. motherfucker! Fuck yeah. you. Yeah, All I right. know that one. I'm gonna tell you a little bit about. Okay, we got the Three Amigos. Do you know that one? Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay, I've never seen it, but I know of it. Yeah. All right, we got Little Shop of Horrors. Never heard of it. I think it's supposed to be a classic, if I'm not mistaken. And then we got Platoon, which I think is, uh, was it Charlie Sheen? Charlie Sheen. Yeah. So, anyways, The Golden Child stars Eddie Murphy. Mm. I don't know if you know this, but he was just during his, like, 80s renaissance and stuff. And uh, there was this, like, Tibetan child that's, like, supposed to be, like, this... Uh, He's got superpowers. Oh, I heard of that he's movie. He's supposed to protect him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never seen it, but I know what movie you're talking yeah. about. And he yeah. was like, he was his job to safeguard him and protect him. And, and, he, he, like, and yeah. he was wearing like a bunch of that like um, Muslim yeah, looking shit. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And then there's like this uh, podium that you have to spin to talk. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then he, he does that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that kid. shit was funny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then Three Amigos. I mean, I watched that growing up as a kid a lot. It's you know, Stephen Martin and like the whole like. Like boom, boom, boom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was funny as hell. So I, I think they're awesome. They're great. Uh, next up, we got 40 years ago. Uh, 40 years ago puts us in 1981. November 1981, we got Time Bandit starring Sean Connery. And December 1981, we got Taps starring Tom Cruise. Never seen either one of them. It was crazy. Damn. But Taps was like the, like he was like, Tom Cruise was like in high school and or like very young and he was a, uh, like a cadet in like a, mm. uh, what do you call it? What is it? Like an ROTC kind of thing. Oh, uh, okay. 
Um, next up, we got, let's go ahead and just uh, bring everything back here. And we got 45 years ago. Uh, okay, Carrie. Oh, of course. Carrie 1976. Yeah, yeah, that's a classic. November, great movie. November 1976, Carrie and Rocky came out in the same month. Damn, that's a that's a great ass two movies. Them two legendary <laughs> movies. Brian De Palma did his thing with you did Carrie. A, you did a review on your and YouTube Carrie, channel. Yep, Carrie, yep, 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 yep. And Rocky, that's one of the great boxing movies ever. You know, I watched it as an adult, and I don't even know if it was that interesting. To tell you the really, truth. it was very slow, and like, like, like the Ro Rocky hit its stride in the second movie, in my opinion. Well, I, I still think the first Rocky is the best one from a like critic standpoint, from mm. like critically. But Rocky uh, Four, man, fuck you. Yeah, but Rocky Four, that's yeah. when it started being like just Dragon Ball Z, <laughs> like <laughs> pretty much. For sure. <laughs> you know what's kind of funny is like um, when you watch Creed One, you can almost kind of feel like it's almost like a remake of Rocky One. Yeah, it got a lot of the same yeah. simulators. Yeah. Like Rocky reminds me of a lot of the Fast and Furious franchise. Really? Not like in terms of like it's about the same shit, but over time it just started getting more bigger and bigger to the point where it don't feel like like the original Rocky was kind of about like trying to train to be a boxer yeah. and all that. And then it got like so crazy, and then the same thing with By the like time Rocky Three, he's fighting Mr. T, and he's a superstar. Superstar, yeah. yeah. And then like what you call it, same with Fast and Furious. It started about just racing about Street Fighter. Now it's like dudes with superpowers. They go into space and Black it, Superman, and Black shit. Superman, all this crazy <laughs> shit. So they they kind of similar to that. Nowadays we got Creed and shit going on. So yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, then in December of 1976, we got The Pink Panther Strikes Again, uh, King Kong, and A Star is Born. Mm. A Star is Born has been constantly being remade and remade yeah, and remade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. King Kong, that's the that's the year of like the traditional King Kong that everybody, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it was Kong, King Kong before that, but it's like the modern day old classic King yeah. Kong, you know what I mean? So yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So next, and finally, 50 years ago... Um, the first one, this first bit, November 1971, don't really know it. It's something called Play Misty for Me. It's starring Clint Eastwood. Don't really know about that. But then December of 1971, we got Diamonds Are Forever, Dirty Harry, which is also Clint Eastwood, mm -hmm. and Straw Dogs. Don't know that one, but I know those first two. I know Dirty Harry for yeah. sure. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Clint Eastwood. Isn't that the one where he's like, do you feel lucky? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you feel yeah. lucky. Yeah, 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 damn, it's 50 years. Clint Eastwood, man, got <clears throat> one hell of a career. <laughs> Fuck. Diamonds Are Forever was a James Bond movie, by the way. So, yeah. Um, that is it. What did you think of uh, overall? Like, just... Oh, man. It's a lot of great movies. Uh, it's cool to, like, you know, at least the first decade, because you, you remember actually going to the theaters to see a lot of those movies. Like, I went to the theaters to see La La Land and to see, you know, uh, Star Wars, uh, Rogue One, and, you know, Monster Calls. Just these, in the last ten, the 10 years when it felt nostalgic yeah. to me. And then a lot, and then going on beyond that, it felt great, too, because it was just a lot of classic movies I seen as I got older. So yeah. it was cool. Yeah. All right, so... That uh, covers the whole year of... Uh, yeah, uh, back to the uh, back to the future for the whole future. year. Yeah. The whole year. Um, so yeah, uh, we'll go ahead and move on to some impressions. Uh, I only have one impression uh, listed here. We're gonna talk about Dune because I know you want to talk about Dune. Yeah, it's yep. the only thing that's gonna be dated as far as like you know this is an evergreen episode, but. Let's do a little bit of time stuff, like a timely uh, topical stuff. I mean, it's not going to be dated because Dune is going to live. For, Dune is going <laughs> to be one of them classic movies, you know what I'm saying? For yeah. Real. So we have a topic of the show coming up later on that's going to talk about um, something called form versus content. We'll get into that later. But not without context, I would say this is a master of both. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think that this was a, a very well-paced 
very well directed, very well shot movie mm-hmm. that just and I watched it in IMAX by the way, and it oh, was yeah. so worth it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know uh, if you yeah. watched how you watched it, but like IMAX. I watched XD, so basically. Okay, IMAX, yeah. yeah. So it's got like extra frame, like the mm-hmm. the the black bar on certain scenes, but whenever it's action, it just expands to take up the whole screen, and I'm like, mm-hmm. fuck, yeah. it's so good. Yeah, shit's um, beautiful. So yeah, what did you think of Dune? Uh, I loved it, man. I personally loved it. And I actually, you know, I'm one of these people that I had no clue about Dune. I didn't know Same. nothing about the lore, Same. none of the books, the old movies. So this was all fresh to me. And uh, I think the movie was incredible, man. It, it trips me out how much Star Wars took from Dune. Because yeah. originally, as I'm watching it, like, I thought Dune was taking from Star Wars. I'm like, damn, this is a lot of shit that remind me of Star. Like, <laughs> it's kind of it's dope, but it's kind of still. Then after the movie, I did my research and found out this came out before Fine. Star Wars. So I'm like, well, actually, it's the opposite. This took, Dune took. I mean, Star Wars took a lot from Dune. Yeah. But uh, it it was really good. Great acting. Uh, I mean, the actors they had in this movie was perfect. You know, yeah. it's like they brought all of the you know actors from Marvel, DC, Star Wars. Like you had everybody like just all for this. Movie. There's only one one caveat I'll give you to that is it felt like uh, Jason Momoa was playing Jason Momoa. It's the yeah, only yeah. thing. And, I mean, and but I even li- then it was good. But, but and, I, I, and I like that because yeah. one of my uh, complaints that I did have uh, like for the movie, even though I loved it, I felt like it was a masterful movie. One of the complaints is I did feel like a lot of the performances were wooden. Like it didn't like everybody just kind of felt robotic to a certain degree. Like it wasn't a lot of personality and a lot of uh, you know, a lot of charisma. It was like everybody, yes, do this or move or yeah. whatever. So Jason Momoa was the only one of the guys <laughs> that was like, fuck all that. What up, bro? Like, you know what I mean? So I actually felt like he brought levity to it yeah. when it needed it. So I actually liked uh, Jason Momoa in this. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man, overall, it was just the action was done so good. This is, I'm not even bullshitting you. This is going to be a big thing I'm saying, but I, I fully agree with this. This is the best CGI of all time. Like, Damn. The best CGI of all time is going to guarantee win at the Oscars. Like, it literally looks real. Like, it's at the point, because I'm, you know, I'm one of the guys where even good CGI, you could just still tell yeah. the CGI. It's like, oh, this is good, but it's CGI. When you're watching something and you literally can't even tell if it's CGI or not, and again, I've seen it on the big screen. Who knows if I watch it on TV, maybe I can start noticing shit a little better, but I'm talking, this shit looked it so real. The stuff that I knew was CGI looked it like it wasn't CGI. So this is the best CGI in cinema history. And uh, everything, it really was immersive. Like, I felt like I yes, was far, I far away, to use a Star Wars term. Yeah. I felt like I was, star, you know, nothing felt like it was on Earth or anything. Yes. So, yeah, man, I just, overall, I loved the movie. Like, I really did. It lived up. And, and to be honest, it's crazy because I don't know if you noticed this, but I rarely talked about Dune on this, uh, this uh, whole podcast because while I was interested in Dune, I wasn't excited about Dune like a lot of people were. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just like, because again, I don't know nothing about the lore. And so I'm like, this is a, I mean, Dennis Villeneuve is one of the best directors working. Yeah. working. So that alone intrigued me. But I wasn't looking at Dune like, oh my God, I can't wait. You know, so yeah. it really kind of hit and blindsided me on how much I really enjoyed that. You know, this is like, I think this got the potential to be the new era of Star Wars. Like, you know, if the movies continue on and be continue to be great, 
this could be the new era of Star Wars and like you know Lord of the Rings and like that big blockbuster movie everybody excited to see. The good news is that there's green light for the sequels. So yeah, yeah, glad so, that happened. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I, I, apparently he wants to make a trilogy. I was hoping that it was gonna be like a, a two a two movie thing, but you know. Yeah, I mean, I think it's gonna be part one and part two, and then I think the second one is gonna be like what the sequel would have been because mm-hmm. I think. One and two was probably originally wanted to be one movie, but it was just too big to be one movie. So yeah. it's kind of, they kind of pulling like a Hobbit thing, yeah. you know? So I think one and two was meant to be one movie, but it's broken into two. And then mm-hmm. I think the third one would have been the sequel to that if it was just one movie, mm-hmm. you know? So that's what that's going to make it like a trilogy. But I actually wouldn't mind it being a trilogy because it's like, this feel like how... I felt like Force Awakens could have could have yeah, been yeah. like it's starting a story that's gonna be coherent and flow together and make a a dope ass trilogy. It don't feel like it's just like just starting something and then by the time you get to the third one, all three of them don't feel like they had shit to do with each, each other. other. <laughs> you know what I mean? This feels like it's gonna flow and be like a one big badass story like Lord of the Rings. So uh, it's it's off to a good start so far. And I want to say, one. Um, well, I think I said it last week on the, the podcast, but I'll say it again. This is like a very awesome way of building tension. This mm-hmm. this uh, um, this movie had me really engrossed and very, uh, uh, what do you call it? It was, I was so invested in these characters. Yeah, they and I was, I was, yeah. I was actually like scared for their lives. Like, oh my God, shit, mm-hmm. it's fucking going to go. But yeah, so I, I it was really good at like at, at paying off all the the tension and everything. I mean, it tripped me out because they had an emperor like Star Wars. They had <laughs> the desert the, planet. The, the desert planet. They had the Jedi mind trick. <laughs> like they had so much shit. Like you know what I'm saying? It was so much shit. Where I was like, damn. Like looking back, I was like, Lucas was really inspired by this shit, and I wasn't. <laughs> yeah. All right. So um, with that being said, we're uh, we're pretty much now down to brass tacks. We have nothing but topics of the show to do. And I'm not going to play the sound effect because fuck that. Mm-hmm. Uh, topics of the show to cover. And um, so the first topic of the show, Troy, uh, at the beginning of the summer, we did a predictions right, of every yeah. uh, of where we thought the highest grossing movies of the summer were going to be. Mm-hmm. All right. So here, I'm going to tell you this right now. You fucked up during your prediction, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had ten movies to pick from, and, and I, you, my shit was all out of the summer. Yeah, <laughs> you had seven movies that were actually eligible. Yeah, you hot swapped in an eighth movie, so you actually have eight movies in your picks yeah, in, your, yeah, in your top yeah, ten. Yeah. So I'm gonna go ahead and read you my uh, selection here. I put Black Widow was gonna be the highest grossing movie of the summer, followed by F9, then The Suicide Squad, then A Quiet Place 2, then Snake Eyes, GI Joe Origins, and then uh, we have Space Jam 2. The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, Free Guy, Hotel Transylvania, and Jungle Cruise. Mm. Now, Hotel Transylvania got sold by Sony to Amazon, so it never actually came out. Yeah. And it's coming out in January, so I got fucked there. Yeah. So, there's that. Uh, now, Troy, you put No Way Home as your number one pick. <laughs> That's a December movie. Even at the time when we were recording, it, it's still a December movie. Yep. We got Shang-Chi at number two. We got Venom 2 at number 3, which is an October movie, which <laughs> at the time when you recorded, it was a September movie. So it wasn't even eligible. Yeah, yeah, so that's it, two strikes right yeah, there. Yeah. Then you got Snake Eyes. Then you got Suicide Squad at number 5. F9 at number 6. Black Widow at number 7. You put Black You did not have any faith in Black Widow. Mm-mm. 
A Quiet Place Part Two uh, in uh, number eight, Space Jam Two at number nine, and then you you hot swapped the Forever Purge at number ten. So you first originally said Luca, but I told you Luca is a Disney Plus exclusive; it's not coming to theaters. And you're like, okay, the Forever Purge is what yeah. you did. My shit was all, man, because this year was a, a weird year, man. Because all these I felt like were summer movies, so I just oh, yeah, I fucked up. <laughs> So, yeah, so now... But I still beat yours, even with mine fucked up. Yeah, well, that's insane. <laughs> I was going to say, who won? Okay, I, I explained the rules to you, so I'm going to re-explain it here. So, one point for getting the movie on the top ten. So, like, we both said Black Widow. Yeah. Black Widow did end up in the top ten. Yeah. So, we both got one point for Black Widow. Yeah. So, a point for the the movies in the top ten, yeah. and then a point for the placement. Placement. But so how do you do that? Like, so like if it's on the right place. Yes, if it's on it the count? yeah, okay. if it's on the right place. So for instance, I'm gonna give away one of my points. A Quiet Place Two ended up at number four in the final list. So mm. I got a point. Oh damn! Ooh, that yeah. was nice. I got a point for that one. Yeah, yeah, that was nice. So all right, here's the results. So now we know our predictions. So here's where the final results came in. So I'm going to go ahead and let you know that um, Godzilla vs. Kong was a March movie, so that doesn't count. So I'm going to read you the list as it's supposed to be. We got Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten, the Legend of the Ten Rings at number one. All right, what I had at? I had that at number, number one. Well, I had it at number two. Yeah, technically, I'm going to bump it up to number one. I actually what gave I you have the, at one? No Way Home. So if you, if, you scr- if you scratch out No Way Home and bump up Shang-Chi to number one, then yeah. you've got the point on that one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, and by the way, the only reason why I didn't put Shang-Chi is because... Uh, I, I, re- I counted Labor Day weekend as a September movie, which means that I didn't make it eligible for my list. Uh, so Why would you count Labor Day weekend as a September movie? It's because it came out September 3rd. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which but, means but, it, but it was... I counted in my, in my definition of summer, it's May to August. Yeah, so yeah. So for, for me, I didn't count Shang-Chi as a summer movie. I counted it as a fall movie. And so what happened with you is I made an exception. It's like, okay... When I, we did the prediction, yeah, I said, but that's the weekend. Shane. That's like lead. That's like the weekend of after uh, of uh, summer. Summer, yeah. yeah. So it's like because you know, really, movies come out on like a Thursday, and then like Thursday through Sunday, and it's like a long ass weekend. So that like to me, that's like September. If 3rd. You like hit the finish line, like uh, you know. What I mean? <laughs> yeah. So September September third was a Friday. It came out on September third, and like you know, whatever. I gave you. I said, okay, for your list, I'll give you Shang-Chi. For my list, I'm not going to put Shang-Chi. So that's, uh, a, that's how so I did I'll it. take that so point. So you get point. You yeah, get the I point. I get that point. So you get the point for, Ven- uh, for, for Shang-Chi uh, at number one. Uh, Black Widow, which was my number one, actually, which I didn't well, get. Well, so I get two points there, right? Why? For product oh. placement. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So and yeah. getting Shang-Chi. Yes. So that's two that's points. That's two points. Hey, yeah. okay. Yeah. So we got Black Widow at number two at 183. And then F9, the Fast Saga at number three. At 173, A Quiet Place Part 2 at 160. Wait, did I have the Fast Saga in my shit? Let's take a look. Uh, you have it at number 6, yes. Oh, okay. So you get, a point, you get a point for so, F9. So far I got what? Five points. I'll, I'll actually have the uh, the results already oh, tallied okay. up already. Okay. So. I still got to count to make sure okay. you ain't fucking me over. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we got, uh, so we got Fast uh, Fast 9 at number 4. Yeah, no, yeah, number 3. A Quiet Place at number 4. Free Guy came in at number 5. Damn. Jungle Cruise came in at number 6. Damn. Cruella came in at number seven. Space Jam, A New Legacy at number eight. The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It at number nine. And at number 10, Candyman. Oh, I definitely lost. I think I only got four. <laughs> I think I only got four points. So I have the, the points here. So you have, uh, let's see. You have a total of five, five of your picks here landed. 
Okay. You have, uh, I gave you one point. So I put zero to 10 here, but I gave you one point for Shang-Chi. Shang so I got so, six. So I got six. I gave you six points. Hey, six. Let's go. You that's, got six points. That's hard to beat. All right. So my, my score, I have Shit. eight points. Damn. I have seven picks correct, a seven out of 10. I got one placement right, which was a quiet place part two. Fuck. Damn. They beat me by two points. God damn it. If I would have. <laughs> You got my summers right. Yeah, I probably could have won. Yeah, you probably could have. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it was close, though. It was close, yeah. So I won the prediction game on that one. And next up, next topic here, that was topic number one. Topic number two, we are going to go over our predictions. So at the beginning of the year, we, uh, on January, towards like, I think it was like episode two. Yeah. We did, or three, or episode three, whatever. We did a predictions of here's the news that we're going to cover in 2021. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, who do you think did uh, um, outdid each other in the predictions game? Uh, me. Yeah, me. <laughs> Shit, I always win these games. What are you talking about? All right. So, predictions-wise, I predicted F9 will be the highest-grossing movie. Now, I'm going to give myself half a point on this one because here's the thing. It is the uh, It came in at, what, number three uh, on the, the summer list? And this is the, the, the U.S., yeah. North American box office. However, it is the highest-grossing American movie worldwide for the countries because it played in China. Black Widow did not. Shang-Chi did not. So it missed out on the Chinese box office. Because of that, F9 made like $700 million worldwide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm going to give myself half a point because yeah, I think yeah. when I made this prediction, I, th I think yeah. I was talking about the U.S. box office. Yeah, 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 for sure. So point five. Okay, next prediction I made. AT&T and Warner Brothers will announce that the dual release is here to stay. That did not happen. As a matter of fact, AT&T sold Warner Brothers to yep, Discovery, yep. which means that they're not going to yeah. do HBO Max releases anymore. Yep, yep. So, wrong. Wrong. No Time to Die will be delayed to 2022. Wrong. It came out in October. Wrong. The Oscars wrong. are canceled. Wrong. Disney Plus will hit 150 million subscribers before the end of the year. Now, I'm going to give myself at? half a point on this one. What be it? Because they're at 116 million. Oh, hell no, you don't get half a point for that. <laughs> hell no. You off like 40 million. You off like 30 some million. Fuck no. You get half a point for that. That's pretty Fuck. good. That's ah, bro, you trying to get yourself pity points now. I get that half a one. You trying okay. to make up for it. So I give me okay. one point. All right, all right, all right. All right. All right. Zero point two fives. All right, we'll give you zero point two five. All right, point seven five points bet. for Lewis. Bet. Cause you, right. Yeah, because you only got half a point, so <laughs> you got that. There we go. Uh, all right. So, Troy, your predictions is Godzilla versus Kong will be the biggest movie of the Fuck. year. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I think No Way Home is going to be the biggest movie of the year, to tell you the truth. Uh, Dune will not release on HBO Max the same day as its theatrical release. Damn, I thought they would change that. Now, what's kind of funny is not only were you not true, is... Dune came out 24 hours early. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it made it worse. Yeah, made, yeah. I'm going to deduct yeah, a point yeah, from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's some hoe-ass shit. I'm going to deduct a point from you. You're a negative one. I'm just the, kidding. Nah, that's some hoe-ass shit right. they did, too. No Time to Die will be delayed to 2022. We both, we both had the had same, that wrong, the same yeah. prediction. Black Widow will be the first bad Marvel movie in a long time. Damn, I should have just said uh, Eternals. <laughs> Damn, I would have got that right if it was Eternals shit. It's lower, it's critically lower than Thor 2. So, yeah, you're right. Eternals. Who would have known? Eternals. I can't have a point for that. Eternals, <laughs> Eternals was like the one that everyone's talking about. Oscar, Oscar. You know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Movie of the yeah, year. And then it's ended up being the worst one. Yeah, yeah. Next up, Marvel will announce something big this year. 
Damn. What kind of hoe ass prediction is that? <laughs> <laughs> Not only did okay, I'm gonna give you that one wrong because there was no like D23 like yeah, blitz. They, they didn't add, they, they didn't, didn't announce anything. They didn't like show a, a Wolverine or a Blade or nothing. Nah, so. yeah, they didn't announce nothing. So I got a zero. <laughs> fuck! I still lost it. God damn! How the fuck I lose and you got half a point and I still fucking <laughs> lost. God damn, man. I almost won. If I would have said Eternals instead of... You would have got one point. I think at the time, I didn't even know Eternals was coming out, I don't think, at that time. Fuck. (laughs) All right. That's, uh, let's see. What was that? Topic number two? All right. So we're going to move on to topic number three. Topic number three, at the beginning of, I think, episode... It was definitely episode two. We did uh, our most anticipated list of 2021. We each came to the table with five things that we were like... We're the most excited for. Yeah. So we're gonna look at what we're ex- most excited for and and do a, like a like a a post mortem on did it live up to the hype? You oh know, that kind yeah, of stuff, yeah, right? yeah, 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 for sure. All right, so I put Falcon and the Winter Soldier. <laughs> this nigga put that damn show at the first one. <laughs> Black, dear Black Widow, Black right Widow, after Black Widow, F Nine, A Quiet Place Part Two, and Matrix Four, which I, we haven't seen yet. Matrix Four is uh, did good. The trailer. The trailer was good. Yeah. Okay, that's all we can good. do. Yeah. But A Quiet Place Part 2 lived up to the hype. I thought it was a really excellent It movie. did. That one definitely lived up. Yeah. F9 was shit. a guilty pleasure. Yeah. Okay, that like... Did, that even, shit didn't live up for me. For for me, like, uh, real talk, like, it was a disappointment for, like... But I'm still a Fast fan, so, like, yeah. I let certain things slide. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. on the on the, on the the scale between, like... Fast Five and Too Fast, Too Furious. Yeah, this uh, leans yeah. towards Too, too fast, fast, Too Furious. furious. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, Black Widow was all right. It was all right. It was yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. Like it was. I mean, you a, got it number two, yeah. but if it was like number five, then I'd be like, all, all right. right, bet. It was all right. So Falcon and the Winter Soldier, in hindsight, between Loki and WandaVision, I would actually rate between the three. I would rank it at third place. To tell you the truth. Yeah, me too. I got it right so there. So I think uh, with I, I, I got it for between second and third. One of them. Yeah, yeah, I think WandaVision at number one. WandaVision one, yeah, yeah clearly. So yeah, uh, I gave some honorable mentions, which I didn't you didn't do on your list, but I gave honorable mentions to Spider-Man No Way Home, Mission Impossible Seven, which got delayed to next year, Morbius, which got delayed to next year, Space Jam Two was trash, James Bond I haven't seen yet, Top Gun Two got delayed to next year, and Venom Two was I. Well, damn, that's good that these was uh, honorable mentions because most of these wasn't any, we didn't even get to see yet. Like <laughs> we have still haven't seen Spider-Man, Morbius, all that shit. Yeah, so did Morbius? Morbius got delayed. Yeah, it's next year. Yeah. But like at the time when we made this list in January, these were twenty. 21, yeah, lists. yeah, they just moved back. Yeah. yeah, these were not delayed officially at the time. James now, Bond should have been on. Are you smoking? You don't have, you got James Bond as an honorable mention? <laughs> but you tripping. You better get I'm Fast tripping. 9 out of there for James Bond. I, I, you know what so you like the, James, the Fast and Furious franchise over Bond? Yes, yes. Oh my God. I would have, the only one oh, I, they wanted, the only one in hindsight that I would sk- uh, scratch out is Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and I would put Spider Man No Way Home, and that's it. That would, that would have, that should have been my oh, list. Oh my God. That should have been Disrespectful, man. That what a disrespectful James Bond, the legendary James Bond, over this fast and garbage. Ah, bro. Like, listen, it, I maybe let that pass if this was Fast Five. Like, if it stopped at five. But you saying you still picking uh, after seven, eight, and nine, and you putting that over Bond? Oh man, well, look, nah, we were still, bro. You the, tripping? Remember the last movie that we saw at the time was The Fate of the Furious. So yeah, and that shit. Uh, that shit was wack. Uh, uh, all right, let's take a look at your list. Now, you did a, you pulled a sh- another host shit on your list here, <laughs> where you know how like you said, all right, p- 
get give me give me ten summer yeah. movies, right? Yeah. And you give me come you 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 come with like fall and December movies <laughs> yeah. and shit like that. All right, you had five shit to pick from five. 2021 things just yeah five. Yeah, yeah, yeah you came with four yeah. all right all right you picked a 2022 movie as your most anticipated movie on your list was it pushed back at the time no uh, at the time i called you out even at the time we were recording i'm like you know that was delayed right and you're like oh shit fuck yeah see it like delay shouldn't no, count no, like it was delayed know. even before before we recorded like way it was old news even at the time it was old news and i'm like motherfucker all right here we go your list you got loki uh, at number one yeah. you have two number ones you put no loki at number one then dune how's that number one too yeah okay you put you were like i'm gonna go in order uh, yeah I, I went back and listened by the way yeah. you were like i'm gonna go in order i'm gonna put at my top of my list i'm putting loki is what you're right yeah, that's what yeah, you did yeah yeah then you put dune then you put the james gunn the suicide squad yeah. then you got spiral from the book of saw yeah come <laughs> on i don't know come what the <laughs> and then and then you were like okay now this is my real number one and you're like the batman <laughs> The Batman. It was on, and I told you it was already dated in March 2022 when the list was made. Hey, shit, I love Batman so like, much. I had to put like, that shit in you there. Were, you love Batman so much, you put it as your most anticipated 2021 movie. And the only thing we got was a trailer. <laughs> DC fandom. <laughs> I ain't shit. I ain't shit. I'm like, fuck that. I need that as number one, no matter what. But yeah. I ain't gonna lie. I will say this. All mine, I did a good job with. Except no, Spiral. fuck yeah. Spiral. Spiral. But Spiral, Dune, like, I would say F9 is better than Spiral is what I would say. And I haven't even seen Spiral. Shit. Nah, hell <laughs> nah. Like, Spiral, nah, hell You nah. didn't even give it good impressions when we covered it. Like, but Yeah, but I, I mean, listen. Even a bad movie is gonna be better than any of the past <laughs> movies. Like, like, you know what I'm saying? So, like, uh, Hell no. Nah. And if you watch my review, I actually gave some good love to Spiral. It wasn't just a good movie. I didn't give it a good, you know what I'm saying? But it had some alright stuff in it. It don't, did it live up? Probably not. But it's at the bottom of my list. Yeah. The Suicide Squad, absolutely. Good. Best. I still got that as the best comic book movie didn't of the year. Didn't even crack the top ten at the box office, by the way. It yeah, flopped. absolutely. No, nah, yeah, it flopped because nah. it's a damn uh, HBO. What's her name? Nah, so yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, the Suicide Squad still the best comic book movie of this year. Dune, I just talked about how much I love that. You know what I'm saying? Loki was a bit of a disappointment. You yeah. know, and that that's disappointing because the first two episodes had me thinking that this is gonna actually be the yeah. best series out of them all. And then it just went, mm. yep. so uh that ended up actually being disappointment. But Dune and the Suicide Squad is the two that I was uh, I'm very proud of to this day. For sure. Yeah. I think uh, if the Matrix 4 lands for me, I would say I had two good solid picks with uh, A Quiet Place and Matrix. So, yeah. But yeah, I, think, I just think it's kind of funny, like, in January, like, this is our most anticipated and, like, yeah, we Batman. Fun. Like, there was some fuck ups on this one. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Next up, we have uh, the topic number four. We're going to, we have a YouTube video here. To, uh, I'm going to play, I'm going to mute it, and hopefully I don't get copyright striked. Oops. You probably yeah, shouldn't even play it because we already like if it, we we already know the video, you know what I mean? No, I'm so. not gonna play. I'm not gonna like play the actual video for us to watch. I'm playing the video uh, for like the like the uh, you the viewers can see what we're talking about. But basically, yeah. it's just a um, it's a um, a video dissecting uh, what makes a good film. All right, so there's elements to making a film, and this uh, you, this video essay boils it down to two categories: mm -hmm. form and content. 
Yeah. Form is how you uh, how you uh, present it. So mm-hmm. it can be your editing, your cinematography, your lighting, directing, all that stuff. Uh, content is the actual like stuff that the movie is about, like your your plot, your acting, your story, your story yeah. all yeah. that stuff. So basically, number one, like I wanted to get your your take on this video as far as like number one, do you agree with these kind of definitions? And two. Like, what did you uh, personally like like to value more? Uh, I, I definitely disagree. I mean, uh, <laughs> I definitely agree with everything in the video. Like, it, it's broken down uh, perfectly. You know what I mean? Like, literally how... Perfect examples, too, by the way. Yeah, perfect examples. It's broken down perfectly. Uh, it's exactly how I think movies are made. You got certain filmmakers that go for more of, uh, like, visual storytelling and, you know... And uh, you got certain directors that go for more of the characters, the heart of the story, and, and tell their stories like that, and uh, that aren't so technical. So yeah. the, you, you definitely, that is definitely a, uh, a great way to divide, you know, the type of movies they are. And uh, it's been masterpieces on both ends. Like he was saying, more modern, though, like he was talking about classics, like, but but, yeah. but more modern day, like Christopher Nolan's Dunkirk. That that's gonna go under form, you know. Yeah. It's not. There's barely any dialogue. There's really 1918. not. Nineteen eighteen. You know, in nineteen eighteen. That's form. That's more of a form. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So those are two like war movies that are completely different, but both of them are masterpieces. You yeah. know what I mean? So, uh, you know, it, it definitely, you know, you could go either way with it. And uh, this was a great video for sure. I would say like Marvel movies tend to be more content oriented. Uh, if you think about it, like they're not gonna be like these cool swooping shots or whatever like that. Like. I disagree. You think so? Yeah, I think it's more. I think they're more form because it, it's kind of similar to one of the reasons why. And I don't fully agree with Martin Scorsese on this, but it's reason why you remember that whole fiasco of Martin yeah. Scorsese it's not, saying it's not film, it's not cinema yeah, or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Partially why he says that is because it's so much. You know, uh, it's like a lot of the Marvel movies and a lot of action movies in general, DC, uh, anything, Bond, anything. It's like. A lot of the movie is just leading up for action. Like mm-hmm. everything is just to get to action. Like oh, you know, boom, 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 just to get to action. All right, all right, no, do, 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 just to get to action. Do, do, do. That's more of that's more of a uh, uh, form than content. You know, even though they'll have those moments. You know, like form movies that are on under the quote unquote form umbrella, they have content moments. Yeah. But content is where it's like the Joker. You know what I mean? Where it's it's even though that's beautifully shot and stuff, it's about the character. It's like yeah. it's about the story, the character. That's that's what's going. It's centered around his. Performance. It's centered around his that. performance, yeah. right? Whereas in Marvel, if you get like watch an Ant Man or something or Doctor Strange or whatever, it's like. It's mostly about like now there are some Marvel movies like Iron Man that's gonna go well, under why, content. The reason know? why I would say content is because like when you think about like why you watch a Marvel Marvel movie, you're watching it for like you don't necessarily watch like okay let's just put it let's just say I'm not interested in Captain Marvel, but I have to watch Captain Marvel because I need to know what's going on in the bigger picture. Yeah, so but I that, think that's why I think content. It's like it's selling the the, the bigger overall, overall bigger. Yeah, part. but that's not how movies go though. Like like. A person should be able to watch, like, if I jump in, I've never watched any Marvel, and I just watch uh, 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 Captain Marvel, right? I don't know nothing about none of that. So you can't really, 
treat that as one uh, like a lot of people try to make them a Marvel movies like it's a bit it's an episodic thing yeah and it really is but the thing is you gotta judge movie individually like movies are a movie you know and if it kind of connects then cool but like you got a lot of people the vast majority of the people in the world don't watch all of the Marvel movies like us nerds do that watch them one at a time and but like most of them might skip two or three and then watch Black Panther skip a couple of them and then watch so and so you see what I'm saying so uh, that's why I don't consider that. You know, I judge movies individually as if that was only the only movie. You know mm. what I mean? And if you do that, like you watch something like Chang Chi, it's just action, action, dope ass shit fighting and all that action, action. But the but the actual heart and the characters of it is just kind of like, you know, uh, it's like a side little thing. You know <laughs> what I mean? And that's why to me the Marvel movies. Uh, to me is more formed in content, you know, and, and same as like Dunkirk and a lot of other movies, you know. So then uh, my, my next question is to, uh, well, I think there was a, a, towards the end, he gives us like a point about uh, the reason why critics tend to like uh, form better is because mm. critics tend to watch a lot of movies in mass, like mm. so much, so mm. that the only thing that stands out is the form. Mm. The form is what sets it apart because it's something yeah. new. Mm -hmm. You don't see certain things like uh like for instance like memento. Yeah. That's yeah. that's form. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. so that when it's when you see it for the first time it's brand new. Uh, mm -hmm. Blair Witch Project. It's new because like no one did found footage before that. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So like those are like the hallmarks of like, you know, greatest of all times tend to be more form mm -hmm. because they're they're innovative. You know I, I mean? mean I disagree. I, I agree and disagree. Well okay. I, I agree is it's easier for something to be revolutionary in its form, when it's yeah. a form factor, because it's like like found footage movies. Yeah. Remember that little era of yeah. like the found footage movies? Everybody did Chronicle and Right, era. right. So it's easier to recognize when something's revolutionary when it's form, right? Yeah. Because it's the more of the visual, you yeah. know what I mean? Like if I come out with a new camera that's called IMAX, yeah. you know, <laughs> you see that, oh shit, I can get a better view of this. You see what I'm saying? Whereas content... You know, like, if you do something new with a character that's never been done, it's just like, oh, this is a new character study. You know, we've yeah. seen character studies, but it might be a character that's never been put on screen before. That's revolutionary, but it's harder to... You remember the Star Warses of the world because of how grand it was when it first happened. That's form. You know, you remember some of these... You know, you remember Raiders of the Lost Ark. You remember the there. Matrix because of the... The, the Matrix the, and the, 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 curving, the, the curving the screen. Yeah, there. like, so it, it stands out more. You know, but um, but where I disagree with that is that I feel like you know, uh, while while yes, you you there's more recognizable. I feel like form is 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 more you know you see the greatness and and a lot of I mean you I mean content. I'm content. sorry, yeah, content. You know, I think you get to see actually more n n you know new revolutionary shit. But it's well, just, content is going to be what helps you uh, attach to someone. Get attached, guess, right? Yeah, so. I just think that it's uh, um, an interesting perspective. Like, it just sort of, you know, as I, as I was watching movies and stuff before this podcast, you know, I think I valued content more mm. because, like, I was not really, like, about the artsy-fartsy, like, you know, framing of shots and all that stuff like that. Mm. I was all about, like, you know, you know, for, you know con uh, content, right? Forrest yeah. Gump. Yeah. Forrest Gump, I think, was, like, you know, shot well, but it's mm. not shot masterfully. It's mm. shot pretty straightforward you know yeah, yeah. you're you're seeing the world through his eyes and you're experiencing life through him yeah so yeah. that's content right yeah there. yeah um so like that's what i was trying to say is like obviously he makes the point at the end where you um great movies are going to master both uh -huh. you don't have to choose between one or the yeah, other yeah uh but like, like i said i'm just saying like in my opinion like the um the 
when you when it comes to content, like those are gonna be your trendsetters. Mm-hmm. Like nobody liked um, that shitty horror movie that was like on a webcam or shot on, shot on Skype. That's mm-hmm. that's form and that was new. Yeah. But content, they made searching and they used that mm-hmm. and yeah. made it made it made, better. Made a masterpiece. They, yeah. yeah. So it combined the two. So that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to say like overall, like I think as of right now, I think I value content more. Yeah. I don't know, but what about you? Well, I, I, I definitely value content more cause I, I think about it like this. Like if you could take the greatest directors, right? Mm-hmm. Spielberg, Nolan, any, the greatest directors of all time. Right. And you get a second grader to write the movie script as good as they are as directors. I don't believe they can make that movie good. If Damn. you get a second grader, a second grade, first grader to write a movie script, right? In their little second grade, first grade mind of whatever, you know, that may entail. That script, regardless, I mean, at the age, no disrespect to a young kid, but at the age it might be good. But for me to go make a Hollywood movie with a first grade script, I don't think the best directors in the world can make that a good movie with form, just using their great framing, using the best editing they possibly can. With a terrible script, you can't, I don't think you can make a good movie out of a terrible script. But I do feel like you can do the opposite. If you got a great script, uh, just one of the greatest well-written scripts ever, and you get me that's never directed a movie, or you, <laughs> if we can do the very basic things with this great script, we can make that, it could possibly be a good movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so that's why I feel content matters over form. Now, I think they're both equally, they both have equal value, but if I had to choose, that's why I would lean towards content because content, you could write a good story and if anything, you could do the most plain shit, but it the just, story as long as the story, story can be told. If, if the story is told uh, well enough, then it, then it's it's intact. It, it'll it's work, intact. right? But if you know, but if I could be the world class visual master director with the worst content story, it's just I don't think it'll be good. It's a, so I personally value content over form. But I think you know, again, I've, it's multiple form movies that are quote unquote amazing. But you know, again, like you said, the best movies have both. Yes, agreed, agreed. Uh, So I just thought that was a very interesting thought experiment. I just, I wanted us to talk about this topic because, um, you know, I like, first off, I like doing these dissections. Uh, But number two, I just feel like this podcast needs to cover, you know, how we watch movies. Like, I think that's one thing that we were talking about is um, we have a different, and, and this is sort of like an evolution that I've been noticing for me personally. I don't know about you, but for me personally, I've been noticing an evolution about how when we do impressions week to week, I'm, I think I'm getting better at like expressing my thoughts or like giving reviews because one of the things that I noticed about myself, especially like before this podcast even started, is like I was the worst reviewer. Like mm-hmm. I just couldn't explain why I liked something or why I didn't like something. Yeah. I felt like I didn't really have a good like measure as to what it was that I'm trying to, what I'm thinking. Yeah. And I think that the more we just sort of talk about it, the more I just sort of like finally started to realize, you know, where are my shortcomings? Like for instance, one of my biggest flaws in, in when I watch movies is like I value, I grade how I watch a movie a lot like movie nights going to the movie theater like the experience so like the suicide squad was ruined for me because of how my bad experience of watching it Mm -hmm. and you never should do that yeah and it did and does not affect the movie you know what i mean like yeah but i'm telling you like just in general like there's like um it's like a situation where like when i see like this 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 video essay it's sort of you know 
comes to, it paints in my mind, you know, how I watch movies. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know. I figured I figured you would have uh, valued uh, form better because nah. I always talk about it's a masterpiece. It's well yeah. shot. It's yeah, yeah. cinematography. I see you talk about these things uh-huh. when you're when you when you do impressions. I figured yeah. that you would have valued that a lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I value them equally, but I, you know, I I, I look at it as like. Which one could I just lit the app? Like if I had to, if I would with a gun to my head, if I I choose content over because I think the content comes with the more of the emotion, more of the heart, more of the character, which I think is more important than the flashy, you know, framing and all that. But I think form is just important. But and I also do agree because I agree that you're you know, uh, the way you analyze movies has gotten better over time yeah. because when we first started, you know, your main thing was like, like, we're not doing this? reviews. We're not, this ain't <laughs> review. We're just, you know, and then now it's like, you're doing literally a review every time you do a, a, a what you call it impression, after yeah. impression. It's like, you do a, basically you could literally cut that out and put that in a video. So like, that's how long you talk about it. So that goes to show that you've kind of like came certain ways and like kind of learned how to watch a movie and analyze why you liked it or disliked it because you know you got more comfortable with doing it so yeah. i definitely agree with that yeah for sure but uh form to me is just as important though because yeah like you said i pay attention to everything i pay attention to the framing the color you know the way the the um the uh the the, focus, the music you know. is used the way the you know the score the musical score is used you know i i pay attention to all of that you know what i mean and i think all of that is important for sure absolutely but you know if i had to choose it to be content yeah plus i think i think with content it stands on its own yeah yeah, yeah. It, it is it, in a vacuum you can just sort of like recite the plot of a movie and you can sort of feel it mm-hmm. just yeah. by talking about what happened what happened yeah yeah for so sure. yeah. yeah you're right I, I i agree uh like i said i i i just i like this discussion and it was like an interesting like eye opener for me like Good for discussion. me for me like when i watched the video for the first time i was just a part of me felt like i was unlocking like a third eye or something like yeah, that. yeah it was good good discussion good video too yeah so i figured you'd get a kick out of that so the final topic of discussion here i think this is topic number five I'm going to put you on the spot, and I had no preparation for this either. I had it at a bullet point. I put no thought into it. Mm. I want to just sort of go off the dome or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what is the best movies of all time? We've never covered that topic mm. at all in this mm. entire life of the podcast. Yeah. And we were going to do a, uh, a, a, like a banked episode where we talked about ranking our best movies of the decades. Yeah. By decades, I wanted us to get around to it. We never did. Mm. Uh, but I just sort of want to, like, you know, give you, like, a, like, See what you think. What comes, what comes to mind when I say goat? You know, what's the best? The best all? movies of all time, man. That's a tough one. Um, for me, I, I definitely gotta say, you know, uh, like The Godfather. You know, The Godfather Part Two is actually to me better than one, but one is also all time great. Citizen Kane, <laughs> um, The Shawshank Redemption. Oh yeah, uh, that's one. That one down. Uh, Pulp Fiction. I think uh, is the is one of the greats. Uh, Martin Scorsese's Raging Bull uh, and Martin Scorsese's Taxi Driver I think is uh, right there in the top ten, top fifteen. Um, man, uh, so, Christ- Christopher Nolan's Memento damn. I think to this day is that's his best film he's ever made. Uh, yeah, man. So uh, it's a it's a lot, you know. When I think of like greatest of all time, is the first thing that comes to mind is uh, the Dark Knight. Actually, the Dark Knight. Yeah. Oh shit. Because like for me, like it was like the come to Jesus moment where it's like comic book movies are like 
can be like Academy Award winning movies. Mm-hmm. And not to mention, like for me, like it was a great balance of just like popcorn fare, like a blockbuster mm-hmm. for like the masses, but also like thinking man's kind of movie and mm-hmm. very yeah. methodical and like very much a character study mm-hmm. uh, yeah. for both the Joker and the Batman, actually, both, oh, for yeah. both of them. Yeah. Uh, so I think that that's why I would say like I have like this as like an echelon, like a gold standard where it's like, and whenever a, a movie wants to to claim like the, the title of the best comic book movie of all time, it's got to compete with The Dark Knight. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think The Dark Knight is the best uh, ner- for the nerds out there. All us nerds that love you know, uh, like the action comic book movies, I think The Dark Knight, I think, <laughs> reigns supreme yeah. for sure. Like, yeah, um, so, and it's crazy because in this world we live in today with comic book movies everywhere, like, yeah. still The Dark Knight, I think, is looked at by most as still the best comic book movie ever. And that's, that's, that's and that's very hard to do when, it, when literally, because remember, The Dark Knight came out before this big era of, comic book movies same summer, everywhere. The same summer as Iron Man 1. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, that, that it came out before all of this, you know, just comic, everybody greenlighting comic book movies everywhere. It came out before that, way before that. It still, still to this day, is looked at as the best comic book movie ever for, by most. So that's, that's pretty impressive. Other movies that come to mind is Jurassic Park 1, um, The Matrix 1. I think, okay, fair, I watched The Matrix 1 recently in like IMAX when they did the re-release or whatever. I yeah. I said that before on a previous podcast. But The Matrix 1 has a lot of philosophy buried in within the movie. Like, real talk, I've seen like a philosophy breakdown on The Matrix 1. And when I rewatched The Matrix 1, mm-hmm. I was able to pick up on like a lot of those, uh, like, philosophers will have a field day like being able to do lectures with it you know what i mean mm. so um i say the matrix one comes to mind and then what else like this is not i'm not gonna say this is like a goat i would say but one of my favorite movies of all time is obviously gonna be the lion king i did a sharing the love for it as well like mm. um but yeah so like i don't know like it just it's really uh it's really weird like when i try to think about this like i don't know how to i don't know how to do a ranking you know what i mean like yeah, i don't know yeah. how to how to what what comes to mind? Like I feel like I forget. Well, see, my like, thing is like like with something like the best movies of all time. What helps me out with this with, with this is because I'm not thinking of my favorite movies of all time. I'm thinking about the best. One of the things I know how to do that a lot of people don't is they don't know how to separate the differences of your personal favorite. Like like for instance, it's a lot of stuff where I feel like, well, this is clearly better than this, but I like it better. I you know what I mean? Yeah. So like I like the, all these lists I've named, other than maybe Pulp Fiction, probably wouldn't be in my personal, what I personally like the best. But just in terms of me saying, no, this is the best. You see what I mean? So, like, for me, I was just thinking of, like, okay, what is actually that I think is the best? You Empire know, Empire Strikes Back. You know, <laughs> Empire Strikes Back is a, is a damn great movie. You know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, so, you know, like, a lot of these movies, you know, There Will Be Blood comes to my mind. Like, that's an all-time great movie. Uh, drink your shake. Yeah, yeah, I drink your milkshake. Yeah, so, like, all the, you know, so, yeah, man, it's it's been a lot. Uh, it's been a lot of movies over the years. I think, uh, Matrix, see, Matrix... The Matrix One. Well, that's my Shit. thing. That's what I'm about to say. Matrix. If Matrix came out and they never did any sequels, I have it in like the top five. But it's almost like the sequels devalue <laughs> the fucking first one. It really does because it's one of those movies where it goes like the sequels line up right with it. It's not like a sequel that don't have nothing to do with the first one. You know yeah. what I mean? And it almost messes up the first one. Like it. It, it doesn't make it a bad movie.
movie. Like it's it, once a movie's great, it's great. Yeah. But it, it almost stops it from the glory that it would have been. Like if it was just. I hope the Matrix Four, which I actually I have very little faith that the Matrix Four can can make erase Matrix, that. Can can make Matrix Two and Three better. Better, know? yeah. I don't think you can do that, but you know. I think that Matrix Four gonna kind of de- try to delete some shit in some way. But <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> yeah, but them them the movies that stand out to me though as as the best. You know what I mean? Uh, modern day. Oh, uh, Boyhood. That's another one that stands out. Boyhood uh, was revolutionary. That actually is an example of revolutionary content. Like, he goes under content because he, you know, ages over the years. Like, they actually filmed him aging over the years. That's and he, and he not, I was going to say it for him, but... No, nah, yeah. that's, that's content because he's, like, it's there's nothing... If you okay, watch yeah, that right. movie, there's nothing there's no, flashy. Yeah. It's just a kid aging over the yeah, years. Yeah, you're right, you're right. The way they... It's shot very straightforward. Yeah, it's straightforward. There's yeah. nothing flashy about it, but he's growing up, and that makes it a damn all-time great movie, you know, because yeah. that's never been done before. And never that's that's something that's which is rare. It's never been done before, and it's probably never gonna happen again. Most shit that's revolutionary, it starts this like thing where everyone copies it. Like, yeah. you know, but because of how long that took and how much money that takes and how much consistency that takes. No one will never film someone growing up over a 15, 20 years span ever again. Like, yeah. so that was not only revolutionary from like not happening before, but revolutionary going forward. So, Damn. boyhood, I gotta throw that in there. And man, with this subject, I go on for a long ass time, you know That's what right. I mean? Because I, I love so many. Uh, Roma, I think Roma is the new modern day masterful masterpiece you I was, know i was pretty bored with roma to tell you the truth well of course because it's content <laughs> like, but there's a lot of form yeah. but uh yeah like that's one of those very you you know with roma i gotta admit like you have to know what you're watching with roma like you have to be able to pick up on the the brilliant cinematography you got to be able to pick up on the brilliant character moments Shadow, use of shadows too. The use of shadows, the the use of you know just everything. That movie is literally perfect. Like I, you watch that movie, and I, you know what I mean. So it, it's one of them them uh very you know like art house film movies, but it, it's it's one of the great movies of this era. So yeah, man, it's a it's a lot of them for sure. All right, cool. I can't think of anything else. So. Uh, I just wanted to say we needed to have covered it at some point in this podcast, so I'm glad we yeah, absolutely squeeze it in. Absolutely. All right, so I'm gonna just go ahead and take a quick stand up here. I'm wearing my uh, Netflix, hey. my Netflix and Chill shirt. Hey. Uh, so I figured we're gonna do Netflix and Chill nah, one nah. last time. That's perfect shirt. Yeah, <laughs> that's a perfect shirt for us. Yeah, I think I wore this shirt on the very first episode that we went to video. Oh damn, that's crazy. Uh, so I don't know. Anyways, um, Netflix and Chill is normally with the time where we um, give the charts, but this time around, since it's the last episode, we're not doing charts. Instead. We're going to do the thing where we share uh, a recommendation for what you can watch on Netflix. But before we do that, I have, uh, Troy, I have a question to ask you. How many weeks in a row did Coco Coco Melon show up on our Netflix and show charts? 16 weeks. 16 weeks. Yeah. All right. So that's your pick. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and reveal the answer here. And I'm going to tell you this right now. Before we uh, uh, reveal the answer, the very first line says here that Coco Melon was on the very first episode of this podcast episode one what coco melon was in the top 10 i went back and looked dang 
That's so. that's legendary. That's a whole year almost of being in the top ten of Netflix. Wow. So you want to revise your you want to revise your thing? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, you said sixteen first, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, what's your what's uh, your new... how many weeks in a year? Fuck it. Well, right now we've been doing one episode per week, and we are on episode forty three. So. so. Six somewhere between sixteen and forty three in a row. What do you think? I say forty. 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 You're gonna go with forty. Okay. So the actual answer is uh, twenty nine. Oh shit. So it was on the very first episode of the charts, but it dropped out the episode two, and it, it dropped out of episode three. It wasn't in it. It kept. It kept. Uh, entering the top oh, ten, leave it and, and leaving back. and leaving and coming ah, back. That fucked me up. It left and come back uh, constantly until finally, an episode fourteen of this podcast. It came back and it stayed. Now, oh shit! I am going to also caveat this. It did leave for one week in that in that time, but I don't count it because five Twilight movies got dumped onto Netflix at one time. Oh shit! And so that's why it bumped yeah, it out. Yeah, that, and that was some fuck shit. That was, yeah, yeah that five was movies. Yeah, cont- yeah. And then it came right back <laughs> after Twilight. After the Twilight uh, thing, like the the, the the fanfare end of yeah. Twilight, it came right back and stayed put. So yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and count that as a as a W for for Coco Melon. Yeah. And so. Uh, from episode 14 to now, it would be 29 weeks in a row. Wow. 29 weeks That's of Coco Melon. But I mean, it's this video that I, want, I wanted to send you, but it's like, I, I learned why that, that, that shit stays over so long. And I actually watched some episodes of Coco Melon <laughs> a long ass time ago. I really did. But, uh... I realize why, cause like literally, it's this like little meme that's going on that everyone's doing, where they start playing the intro to Coco Melon, and then you see the little kid, literally like little oh. babies running out, that cause they just like tricking them, making them think that the show oh, coming yeah. on, and the little baby come out. And yeah, and, I see. And that. it's literally like that's why that show's number one, cause to a kid, they can watch the same thing over and over and over and over, mm-hmm. and so like everyone's just playing the little intro, and then just and then they can't. And like I it's see. one where some. Someone's counting. It's so funny. They go, they play the Coco Melon intro and they go, four, three, two, one. And then you see the little baby <laughs> like, coming around the corner and shit. So, like, it's like, oh, that's why. <laughs> there, I've, seen that, I've seen a version of that meme where they did like the uh, NFL. Like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To um, see the dads or the like, yeah. the husband. And then the husband's running. Like, yeah, what? yeah, yeah. Like, because like, it makes it sound like it was playing the, the, the intro the to intro, the yeah. NFL. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, it's like that iconic intro. Yeah. And then, they're like, what? What the fuck? And you get, they get mad and shit, and they're walking. Yeah, out yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, now so, they're doing it with Coco Melon. Yeah, Coco yeah. Melon. I think they did that with women too. I forgot what they did with uh, with them, but like they did. Yeah. one. So everyone's got their. Yeah. Their like trick them, you know. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so my recommendation for the week, uh, for the final time, I'm gonna do one. I said last week that it was gonna be my last recommendation, but I lied. I'm gonna do another recommendation. My recommendation is on Netflix. You can watch it, and it's like. It's a very low-key recommendation because like, I actually kind of don't know if I should recommend it. Uh, number one, I've only seen it back in the day, back in the 90s, so I don't know if it actually holds up. I don't know if it sucks anymore, like, you know, but comparatively to this day, modern standards. Yeah. So, But I'm still going to recommend it because it has a, such a special place in my heart. It is called Tommy Boy. It stars Chris Farley and David Spade, mm. and it's about, like, Chris Farley is like the son of a, pers- of a businessman, and he's got to take this trip across the country to do something, and it's got, like, Rob Lowe in it. Mm. Uh, he's, like, the villain and stuff, and it's like a, what do you call it? Was like he's like Tom, uh, uh, Chris Farley plays a bit of a loser, like he's like mm. a, like an underdog kind of character. Yeah, uh, very endearing. It's kind of like funny and like 
uh, I don't know if it's like I don't know if it's offensive into by today's standards because again I don't know I don't remember any of the jokes. I very very loosely remember the plot. I remember more. I remember like specific scenes specific scenes more than the actual plot of the movie. Yeah. So, but yeah, my low key recommendation is Tommy Boy. Uh, check it out. It's on Netflix. Uh, you know, R.I.P. to Chris Farley. So, yeah, R.I.P. Yeah. So, Troy, what's your recommendation? Uh, my recommendation is uh, Squid Games. Um, hey. It, it's uh, very popular. And uh, I, I haven't finished it, but from what I've seen, and, and anybody that knows me, they know I'm not a show guy. I'm not like, a lot of people be like, hey, did you see the series on so-and-so? I'm like, no, I don't, I'm a movie guy. Like, like from time to time, I will watch a show. And I ended up watching this show because I was with a girl and we ended up watching it and I was like, whatever. And it's very good. Yes. It's very clever. And uh, it's very like, have you like your your heart pumping? You yeah. know what I mean. You like Fur! content, content. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would say I would say finish. Yeah, it yeah. But I mean, it's different because content and form is different when it comes to television shows because you got more time to do whatever. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's one I would recommend, and uh, I think it's one of the most, if not the most successful uh, Netflix yeah. show ever. Yeah. So. So uh, yeah, we that. did a we did a spoiler cast when you were gone, by the way. So oh yeah, yeah. Check so out, check, it's on this very uh, audio feed. It's on this YouTube channel. So definitely check it out. Yeah. So with that out of the way, we're actually you know we're actually pretty good on time. We're we're gonna end well before the two hour mark. Uh, so I think there's only two more segments left. And Troy, these last two segments are gonna belong to you. So I'm not gonna be talking much. So. We're going to go ahead and do uh, the new releases. You know what? I'll just actually play that. Since I didn't even play the sound effects, I'll go ahead and play the new releases sound effect. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Yep. So this is the last time, uh, last time, uh, last episode I did the final new releases. This time around, I want you to read the new releases. And here's why. You've never done it. You've never had a time to host anything. You've never so, and I'm not even gonna give you the full like new releases. This is actually I cherry picked picks of the weeks for like for like the next like three weeks. Um, so just so that way you can to you get to read the blurbs and read the synopsis and stuff like that. You uh you down? Uh no. <laughs> Come on man, you no. got this. Nah, I'm not down. Cause uh like if I would have been down, but you know I'm on the spot and uh, I'm, I'm very <laughs> nervous on the spot. Sorry, you guys. Can, uh, I know y'all wanted to hear me, but no, nah, I'm sorry. Nah, Louie. Come on, man. You can nah. read these. Just say it's like it's like a little sentence here and there. You know, you know. Just hey, go. listen. I, I'd rather you knock it out, and because you do it way better than me, so I don't want to be reading the releases for five minutes. Oh, yeah. come on. All right, yeah. fine. Fuck it. All right. So these are again. These are not the comprehensive list of new releases. These are just two things that I picked, just because they're big releases. That's all. So. For November 5th, we got Marvel's Eternals. It's coming out this Friday. Uh, the Eternals, a race of immortal beings with superhuman powers who have secretly lived on Earth for thousands of years, reunite to battle with the evil deviants. Look how he read that. Now, <laughs> y'all want me to be in there? The Eternals, a race of immortal beings with superhuman <laughs> powers. No, like we need you a make, professionally person. The, 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 you made me think that the, you was not going to be out here stuttering and shit like the that. The host, I, I was. Shit, that's how I, you, see how I, you, you see how I read that compared to how you read that? No, hell no. You the host. You got to host this bitch to the, end, to the finish line, man. <laughs> shit. All right. The film stars Gemma Chan, Richard Madden, Camille Nanjiani, Leah McKee. Hugh, Brian Tyree Henry, Lauren Ridloff, Barry uh, 
Keoghan, Don Lee, Harish Patel, Kit Harrington, hey, Jon Snow, uh, Selma Hayek, and Angelina Jolie. Hey, that cast is actually fired in a bitch. With Selma Hayek and Angelina Jolie in that bitch? You know what's kind of funny is Richard Madden played Rob Stark in uh, Game of oh, Thrones. yeah. And so you're going to have a, reun- a re- reunion yeah. between Kit Harrington and Richard Madden. Yeah, that's dope. That's crazy. Because they never shared a scene with each other. They shared a scene with each other in season one, mm-hmm. and then they were like, until we meet again, and, yeah, and they, they never, they never met, met again. again. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll meet again in Eternals. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. That's yeah. dope. All right. And so, uh, and the following week is November 12th, I believe. November 12th, uh, uh, Belfast comes out. I did not pick the synopsis for Belfast because it's a black and white art house movie. It's a black and white film. It's art house. It's not a blockbuster. So, wait. My thing is, wait, what, what was the one you just said? What? The one you just said. Belfast. Belfast. Okay. And that's the release of November 5th? 12th. November 12th. 12th. So, yeah. wait. Is Eternals releasing by itself? Um, pretty much. Oh, I mean, shit. like, I think there's other movies coming out that day, but like, they're not. Don't give like, a fuck. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Man. Yeah. So, uh, Belfast has got November 12th to itself. I think that was the big movie of yeah. that weekend. Yeah, yeah. Because Ghostbusters Afterlife, which is the blurb I picked up, uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife was supposed to come out November 12th, but then they delayed it a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Okay. I think it's for like IMAX to have IMAX. Oh, okay, okay, bet, bet. To have IMAX screens. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah. So skipping November twelfth because uh, I don't I don't think you guys care about Belfast. We're gonna go to November nineteenth, which comes out the week after this uh, podcast comes up. November nineteenth, Ghostbusters Afterlife in theaters. When a single mother and her two children move to a new town, they soon discover that they have a connection to the original Ghostbusters and their grandfather's secret legacy. The film stars McKenna Grace, Finn Wolfhard, Carrie Coon, Paul Rudd, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, and Sigourney Weaver. I'm actually excited about this Ghostbusters, man. Like, it, you know, the trailer, the trailer looks, one thing I like about the trailer is that it looks that it's trying to be different. Like, it's not trying to, like, relive the classic one, but it's not trying to be, like, overly different, like the last Ghostbusters, and, you know, so I'm actually kind of excited for this Ghostbusters. Cool. Yeah, so those are going to be the picks of the weeks for those per, uh, respective weeks here. So I wanted to give Troy the last, uh, the last, the only chance he has to read yeah. the, uh, the, the synopsis, but it's all right. It's okay. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and play this last sound effect for the last time. Hey, wait, well, what's your pick of the week? <laughs> They're both pick of the weeks. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, out of, okay, well, us combining, combining the last three com- weeks. Or between like, the what? two, I'm more excited for Eternals. Yeah, me too. Yeah. All right, so let's go ahead and move on to the last segment. So sharing the love is the segment where we talk about a movie that we watched in our past, uh, that we grew up with, and how it kind of impacted made on our lives. And uh, Troy, I have before I kick it off to you, I just got to say that uh, the three sharing the loves that I did in the past in this podcast run, I did sharing the love for The Lion King, mm. Dumb and Dumber, and Pokemon the first movie. Yep. Those were my three best sharing the loves that I've ever done. Yeah. And uh, I hope that you can bring something at that level. And uh, yeah, yeah, that uh, was hard. That so. Was hard. I just wanted to say that I, I really in, uh, enjoyed this segment. I'm, I hate the fact that we always had to cut it for time, but, yeah. you know, um, it is what it is. So, Troy, take it it's away. It's funny what you got? how this one is my favorite segment, and this the one we always cut for time, and then <laughs> the other one is my... Uh, mine, you know, mine isn't going to be as, like... But it, it, it's... For me, I want to talk about it because it's one of the movies that I feel like don't get enough love, especially because of a movie we talk, just talked about a lot about. Okay. Uh, and and it came out like 
after it, so it just didn't get the same love. And okay. uh, you, everybody know I'm the biggest Batman fan. All right. In the world, number one. And uh, the the, the, the strategist. Yeah, the strategist. Yeah, <laughs> go back check that out. Uh, the Dark Knight Rises. Really, you want to give a sharing the love to the Dark Knight Rises? Yes, because the Dark Knight Rises is my second favorite Batman movie of all time. I guess the Dark Knight is number one. Obviously. The Dark Knight clearly number one. Yeah. But the Dark Knight Rises, and see, that's the very reason why I wanted to talk about it. Because you see how you you really did that? Yeah. The Batman. Dark, I think Dark Knight. Batman Begins, Dark Knight Rises. See, and that's why I, I just disagree with that. Like, and that's why I want to talk about this because so much, like, the Dark Knight Rises is so good. But I think what hurt it is it came out. Batman Begins got the luxury of coming out before the Dark Knight. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? And the Dark Knight Rises had to come out after. Let's not stand on pleasantry, Mr. Wayne. And I love Bane's voice. It's like, look, here's the thing, like. This movie had, and and one thing I will say this: this is where it gets controversial, right? The Dark Knight Rises had the better third act to me than the Dark Knight. When you know, like, uh, like you can't put Batman in daylight. I, hell yeah, that's what was so great about it. He looks weird in daylight. No, he looks dope because it's in the snow. It's badass. Like to me, they put him in daylight because it kind of showed, like, all right, this is the end. Like Batman, it, you know, he's out of the shadows. It was more of a metaphorical theme. It was like the theme of it was like he's out of the shadows and he's gonna save. He could save Gotham in, in the, the night yeah. and in the day. You know what yeah. I mean? So you know, and I think the tr contrast with the snow made it badass. You notice, like. Any any uh, time Batman on screen has ever been in day, it's been in snow with the movies. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, right. you know Even what I'm in saying? the animated shit, too. Yeah, right. So it's like snow, it contrasts well with the black. You know what I mean? But him in the sun, maybe that'll look yeah. stupid. But with the snow, it was something that was still dark and grainy about the snow, like at the end of it. But I always felt like The Dark Knight was clearly better than The Rises. But the third act of The Dark Knight Rises, to me, it, it it's better to me. Like, they go to fucking war. Batman got to get his rematch on Bane. Bane, the twist happened. You find out that uh, old girl is uh, Talia al Ghul. Mm -hmm. You oh, know, yeah. that you got the heartwarming ending where Batman saved the city. Gordon, you know, he he tells Gordon, like, uh, you know. They uh, foreshadowed the ending, by the, the way. Yeah, uh, what? They foreshadowed the ending when, like, he's like, I want to see you at a dinner having... You know, and just glancing at oh, me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, just, and it was so, smiling. and that was such a great ending yeah. where he, like, and then, like, he didn't, you know, the fact that he didn't say nothing to Alfred, he just gave him a look. And then, oh, my God, like, the ending to Rises, man, it is so fucking good. And, and, uh, I just, I truly love that movie. Like, and it just, it, it, it pains me. Like, at one no, hand, I. Shout out to the scene where he has to realize he has to take the, the rope off his waist. Oh, yeah. Oh, he has oh, to make that jump. Fuck, man. Like, it, that scene was so legendary because at that point, like, you know, the, 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 the it was the lead up to that where yeah. he was like, if you're not scared of death, how are you going to be able to run faster than you ever done? Jump as far as you ever done if you're not afraid of death. You know, that old dude was telling Bruce that, you know, and Bruce finally got afraid that like, oh shit, you know, if I don't make this jump, 
I can't save the city. I can't do anything. So, you know, he took the rope off and, like, was genuinely afraid for the first time in the whole trilogy. You know, he was actually afraid, and that's why he was able to make that jump across. And it was like, and everybody cheered it on. Oh, my God. Like, I don't know what it is, but Rises do not get the respect that it deserves. I, I, I kind of think it's because Batman ain't in it as much. Like, Batman is like, he's in it, like, at the end. And oh, at yeah, the it's middle. a lot more Bruce Wayne than Batman. Yeah, it's more Bruce Wayne, I think that, that might be, but as a mo me being the critic that I am, I look at movies for the, you know, just the storytelling and stuff like that. So for me, like, it touched me more emotionally than The Dark Knight did at the end. Even though I love The Dark Knight ending with the, you know, the boats and they, you know, and him having to take out the, the hostages and shit, it was fantastic. But to me, Rises was just way better, you know, when oh. at the end, at the end, at the end, okay. at the right. end, you know, like, hold up, I ain't gonna go that fucking far. <laughs> like, shit. Okay. But it is something that hurts me how we was just talking about how, like, the Dark Knight is still looked at by most as the best comic book. It's like yeah. the Michael Jordan of comic book movies. It's and the, then, the, the, and then Rises is the LeBron James. Is, yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. The like, James. the Rises is kind of just thrown off into the, like, the forgotten world. And mm -hmm. I'm like, it deserves more credit. You know, Bane is still, regardless of the voice, still one of the best villains ever to be on screen. You haven't suffered enough, Mr. Wayne. It and only then you have my permission to die. die. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh, God. And the lines and the dialogue with the first fight scene literally made that fight scene so fucking good. Like, uh, it was like oh, oh the, you, the breaking the bat. Oh, yeah, when he, you know, he did just like the comics and yeah. like, broke them. Like, oh, my God. So, for me... You know, it, it may seem underwhelming of a sharing the love to y'all, but for me, I felt like if this, I cannot let this this podcast end without me giving the proper love to the Dark Knight Rises that I feel like it deserves. And it to me, it, if it came out like before the Dark Knight, even though that don't make sense from the story standpoint, <laughs> but if that movie came out before the Dark Knight, I feel like it would have got way more credit. But it's like, it's just an expectation you cannot impossibly live up to after the Dark Knight. True. So it kind of just kind of got thrown under the radar. But I challenge everyone to rewatch the Dark Knight Rises and you will re-remember how real how good it was after all these years. So that was my sharing of love. Damn. Dope. All right. I bet you I think the Dark Knight the Dark Knight trilogy is on HBO Max. So if you go yeah. to watch it, there it is. You can watch it on HBO Max. It still did a billion though. Yep. All right. So that's it. We Wait, are... you ain't doing no sharing of love? No. No. Damn. I was here. We usually do one at a time. I wasn't planning on I didn't come prepared with one anyways, but Okay. Um, I just kind of wanted to just let, let you shine. I wanted you to shine in these last two segments. You know what I mean? Like... Already. And now the end is near. And so I face the final curtain. Hey. Episode number 43, the final, final curtain. curtain. Hey, that's dope. Yeah, so it is time to end. But I will. I gotta say this before this is over. All right. I definitely enjoyed doing this podcast with you, Lewis. It was fun. Talking movies is the greatest, and uh, and uh, trust me, we definitely gonna work again. We worked a lot in the past before this podcast. We did collaborations. We're gonna do it in the future. So this ain't like the end of just us <laughs> collaborating, talking about movies and shit. So uh, just uh, let know that hey, we had a good time. That's true. That's true. All right, let's do this here. Boom. Hey. All right, so it's time to end. Thank you so much for joining us 
for the podcast run and for everyone that listened, for everyone that watched. And uh, yeah, you can follow uh, follow me on Twitter at Chakalaka88. I, anytime I do a, a, an article for Level 1 Gaming, if I write something, I'll post it there. Anytime I ever do a podcast for like Ready, Press, Play, I post it there. If I do anything on YouTube, I post it there. You can follow me. Uh, I might be coming back for another podcast at Level 1 Gaming. Hopefully, I get the gig. And uh, Troy has a YouTube channel. You yes. Can follow Troy at Bracy Troy fifty eight. Yep. Um, and you can follow uh, anytime he does a movie review or uh, what is it called? Uh, we got uh, a lot coming. We got a a, a lot of uh, content coming on the on my channel. So what's the, be on what's the, the word? Uh, uh, fuck. Bracy. No Troy. Uh, what is it called? Uh, Love the movie Troy. Love Fine. the movie yeah, Troy. Damn, shit. I couldn't even think of my own shit. Yeah, <laughs> be looking out for the movie. I love the movie Troy. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, so yeah. Th- Thank you so much, and uh, I, I appreciate everyone and everyone that, that came through. And uh, I just got to say before we sign out, Troy, you now you know when 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 friends say let's start a podcast. Yeah, yeah. Now you know yeah. how much work it takes. Yeah, 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 to yeah. To do a podcast. It's a lot. Yeah. So sure. I hope you can appreciate that. Yep. Let's go ahead and. Alrighty. That's it. All right. Peace, y'all.